BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, what up? It's Donut, and you tuning in to All Your Illuminati News. Make sure you smash that like button as we're going to get into a lot of Illuminati news. Yeah, smash that like button as you come in and put a one in the comment that you can hear me okay. I have been sick for two weeks, so a lot to catch up on. There's tunnels. People in the comment section talk about the tunnels. We're going to get into it. Ironically enough, I bought a book because I, I watched the Unslaved podcast and there was this presentation with Tessarian and Archaics and Tessarian brought up this book, so I bought it. And this is just how the world like works when you're decoded stuff is you buy a book on a topic and then weird stuff starts happening in the news. I don't know if you guys ever noticed anything like that, but yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting back up into this and, you know, shout out to everybody as well who did purchase the donut Illuminati VHS box. Uh, we had the secret meeting it was a big success and you can check out the presentations of that secret meeting by clicking the link down below. Um, it's not everything, but it's a lot of good presentations and I would, I highly recommend, uh, checking it out, but you know, I, I haven't, I haven't been live in a while, so I'm a little rusty. So I think I need to play some music to pump me up. In the deep pillar, like water this, this is a song by Paranoid American the on the Illuminati Dolphin. Masters of the deep dolphin mysteries. Bottlenose freaks, short beaks in the night. Humpback shadows, oh, hopefully that's not too loud. All the dolphins, you know it's true. Rolling deep in the ocean blue. Stripes and spots, they rule the tide. Water dogs of the deep, they don't hide. In the privilege grip, 
Seize endless bounty Ruling the waste of an Illuminati Praise my Romans Gods to the Greeks Underwater rulers The power peaks Just wait for the Wait for the hook right here Dolphins in the dark Oh dang it Sorry Quits Strike this body In the sea Edge is a sick song Dolphins Illuminati That was not ICP it was not ICP, but you know, there's a lot of on this channel. I'm not into the whole bigot racist stuff that a lot of other conspiracy channels do. Uh, I'm straight juggalo, so I'll be going chicken hunting uh, all day, every day. So, this ain't the channel. Uh, if you want me to get into you know theories like that, I ain't gonna do it. But we're gonna talk about something wicked happening, yes. Some satanic, wicked stuff happening. You got Lil Nas X doing some music videos in the news. I'm not even going to report on that. I think that's all a distraction. But we almost got a thousand people up in here. Make sure you smash that like button. Last time I'm going to say that, uh, I hope. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. The Chiefs and the Dolphins, they were playing... In football, look, I don't watch football, so I don't know anything about the sport at all. But Taylor Swift, I guess, is part of the Chiefs and she's dating somebody in the Chiefs. But this is very important to understanding how the world actually works with the bread and circus shows. They give us football games, which are rigged. A lot of people have proven how it is rigged. Uh, but there's a lot of symbology showing that something might happen at a Super Bowl game, as that's where they kick off the New Year's. I mean, they're kicking off the damn New Year's for this football game that's about to be coming up. And guess what happening tomorrow? You got Davos happening tomorrow. Look, my the battery gonna the battery gonna go out. Let me change the camera real quick. Hold up. As you can see, I'm I'm rusty today. I got to get back into the, the, the flow of things. Bam. Davos is coming up tomorrow, the World Economic Forum, and they're preparing us for what's to come in the future. And during the football game, that's when the new year actually starts. We think that the new year just started January 1st. We've all been duped. The year of the dragon, the wood dragon. It about to happen on the 10th. And I think the Super Bowl is on the 11th. But I guess it's really cold out everywhere. I'm out here in Arizona. So, I mean, the weather is absolutely beautiful. Uh, so, prayers out to everybody in this vortex of cold. Let's pray for everybody. But bringing up Taylor Swift in this dolphin game, as you can see, the dolphins, they got Illuminati symbolism, occult symbolism on their logo but the 32 spokes beyonce this year got her 32 grammys las vegas had the 32 uh, the 32nd floor and there's the first masonic lodge in las vegas is 32nd lodge so i mean there's a lot of weird symbology happening all over the place but fox news is blaming Taylor Swift for being a Pentagon asset right here. This is, I mean, this is a topic 
I mostly talk about is how these Illuminati celebrities are Pentagon assets. <laughs> They're Illuminati assets. And this is ab- absolutely factual, but Fox News is a Disney corporation, just like TMZ. Now, I find it interesting that the tunnel narrative, the Miami alien narrative, all this is happening while the new TMZ documentary was out. You've probably seen the jellyfish aliens, right? That was leaked from this TMZ documentary, which is owned by Fox. Fox News, the Disney Corporation, which is full of secret societies. Walt Disney, for example, he went to Bohemian Grove in 1936. And... The year after that, he created Snow White. And Snow White, that scene where all the the uh, dwarves, I don't know if that's politically correct to say, were sleeping, that was inspired by the Bohemian Grove meeting that takes place during the summertime. That's what got Richard Nixon elected. He even pretty much said that. That's what, what primed him for him becoming the president. And then he called it one of the most sus uh, places ever. But what's very interesting about Bohemian Grove is that Herbert Hoover, the HH, Herbert Hoover, 88, he is the guy who really made it secret because in the 1920s, that is when it started getting very secretive. That's when they put up the owl, the owl, the Moloch worship where they burn the effigy of a a human sacrifice and all this human sacrifice and hallucinogens, which is straight tied into the alien deception it is to reset the autonomic nervous system for a death and rebirth type ritual of a new religion that is being what's going to happen is that they want all of us fighting against each other. They want uh, Jews and Arabs. They want them fighting. They want white and black. They want that fighting. That's how to keep control is to keep everyone divided. And what my theory is, this is what I think is I contemplate on this stuff all day, is that they're loosing people, their energy and draining them and making everyone scared into their little isolated capsule bubbles of their own tribes or their own individual homes where they're home alone and nobody is loving thy neighbor anymore. This is exactly what happened when the world was locked down. The AI studied the entire planet as a Petri dish. So each state is a Petri dish being studied by the AI. AI is one nine. A is one nine is I AI. And what's happening now is I believe a lot of these uh, bigots in the comments and stuff like that, they're actually AI bots. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, This is very well documented as well. To push, just understanding the technologies of the phone, it understands us so well how angry we are. When we hover over a picture and we stare at it. It's looking at your eyeballs and it knows you better than you know yourself. It knows your heartbeat. It knows where you walk to. It could predict civil unrest. Twitter can. That's why Elon Musk purchased Twitter is because it can predict civil unrest quicker than the police can. So the AI is already running things and they gave us 
after the world was locked down, ChatGPT. And ChatGPT, they ain't nothing. They ain't nothing compared to what they have been utilizing for a long time. And it all does tie back into CERN as the World Wide Web was created at CERN, not the internet, the World Wide Web. And all the information that we're messaging on here is getting sent back to CERN for some scientific research that I have no idea about. But if it was good research, it's going to be suppressed. Like, I don't know the guy's name. I can't pronounce William Reich's name at all. Um, but like information like that gets suppressed and whatnot. But what is happening is you got all these alternative podcasters with big million channels with Elon Musk going on them promoting the hallucinogenic schizogenic uh, drugs because everybody going to be tripping while they're on their phone watching the fake alien agenda, the fake alien psyop, which leads back to the uh, mystery cults of uh, Lucinian mystery cults with um, that and MK ultra as well. Fox news pushes conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift is a psyop. Hell nah. They, I've been pushing that theory longer than they have. And a lot of other people have as well. I mean, you could see that Davos is about to happen and you go to Davos. The thing that pops up is different bands and you can see this is symbolism. The fist is communism symbolism, but what's trending number one today on the Google algorithms of YouTube, which I'm not monetized. So shout out to everybody who supports us over on the Patreon. Google. YouTube, this is what they're showing America. They ain't showing this in Mexico. I was just in Mexico. They show totally different stuff in different countries, which is another type of Petri dish of dividing everybody through the AI Google algorithms, which are sentient. That's what they're telling us, which is probably BS. And we just crushed through over 2000 more people. Every time we got a thousand more people, I'm going to remind you, to smash the like button, please and thank you. We have a lot to cover as I've been under the weather for two weeks straight. But the Miami Dolphins is trending with Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande is trending. This is a perfect example of how the Pentagon assets of the Illuminati celebrities is absolutely there. Look at any of these big celebrities and look at the military connections to their family. Ariana Grande, for example, her mom works on telephone communication systems for the military or the doors, right? His dad was one of the key figures in the Gulf of Tonkin incident, Navy uh, connections there. And the doors is the doors of perception with Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley, his brother, Julian Huxley, is who created UNESCO. That's where the Mexico aliens are coming from that are going into Congress, where they're saying there's aliens. It's all coming from the UNESCO heritage site. And anything connected to UNESCO is connected to the environment. Save the environment. This even goes back even further to Demeter, Sibel, goddess worship. It goes back to goddess worship and the mysteries of the Elysian cults where people will castrate and sacrifice their, they would castrate, they'll castrate themselves for the mother goddess. 
And Julian Huxley is also a huge eugenicist. And Aldous Huxley wrote The Doors of Perception, which was about the hallucinogenics of LSD. And that's what the cult of the Eleusinian Mysteries were doing. We're doing a cocktail full of drugs. And drugs are bad, okay? Everybody, drugs are bad, okay? I'm a living, I'm living proof of it. <laughs> As I've been, I've been, I'm sober. Uh, I'm almost nine years sober, but I'm sober. And this is what got me connected to God is I was pretty much, you know, raised Jewish. I didn't really believe in God too much, but I sort of did. And I went down a dark path of being a big pothead and other substance abuse. And it wasn't until that I got into recovery. And then I prayed to something I didn't believe in. I prayed into God and it got me sober. So I am not anti anybody on their path to find God, whatever religion that is for you. Um, because religion goes into imprinting when you're a kid, no matter where you're born, you're imprinted. That's a lot different than brainwashing. I don't think that's something you could totally fix unless you're using the hallucinogenic drugs that the government and LSD is pushing people. So that's what the whole thing's about is to get people on these certain substances so they could forget the Abrahamic type gods that people have been worshiping for a long time and bring them into a new cult for the uh, age of Aquarius, which is directly tied into the alien agenda. So here's the Beatles, the Yellow Submarine. Great film. I watched it since I was a little kid. But the submarines are connected to the tunnels. And I got I got a flex on everybody. I got some new books. I'm really excited about um, for the the covers. Never judge a book by a cover, they say, but I always be judging books by its cover. But I got the uh, the Illuminatus trilogy, and they show the yellow submarine being eaten by an octopus alien, and then that yellow submarine. So each cover is different, but yeah, I, I just want to flex on everybody. Those are like the new Pokemon cards for me. Is collecting books and reading them as i read i'm so proud of myself for this new year's i've i'm i read this book at least half of it we're going to get into that information i read shelly unbound shelly unbound frankenstein frankenstein connection to the illuminati as frankenstein is a allegory for the illuminati percy shelly was obsessed with the Illuminatus, the Illuminati. And Illuminati ain't nothing new under the sun. Illuminatus is what they would call the Enlightened. The order of the Enlightened is the Illuminati. And then before the Illuminati, you had the Illumabratos. And then that turned into the Illumins or whatever. So that word has been used a lot. It, it, it Everything, not new under the sun. I love that, that saying. So here is the Elsa Marine Doors of Perception. It's all about the acid and resetting the autonomic nervous system. Travis Scott's new music video with Playboy Cardi, they both do these satanic noises at their concert that there's massive reports 
of people hearing demonic sounds and frequencies and it's back rooms. And this just reminds me of the doors of perception as well. I know it's about the back rooms, which is a, a whole nother topic, but this is what that reminds me of is the doors of perception. And there's some predictive programming in the lyrics to this. If you watch the movie, leave the world behind. The beginning of the movie, it starts off with a certain soundtrack that talks about the Illuminati. In the music video, it's very symbolic of the occult. But the song Back Rooms by Playboy Cardi and Travis Scott, the chorus, I think, is predictive programming for some sort of event to happen at the Super Bowl. Maybe not this year, maybe another year. But the chorus says words that I can't say on this channel. In the middle of the field, throw me a B. I'm throwing that B like a quarterback. Standing in the field holding a B, throwing that hoe like a quarterback. Stood in the field holding me a B, throwing that hoe like a quarterback. As we're coming up on one of the biggest fertility rituals, the Super Bowl. The superb owl. You could see the symbolism of Ishtar right there. Going into fertility rituals. That's why Rihanna showed that she was pregnant. It's all a cult. And all the white hooded dancers were the sperm. And if you go back when everyone was locked down alone. Huge high divorce rate. Everyone was alone watching the naughty internet channels around 3 a.m. during the witching hour. Everybody was uh, relieving themselves. I think you know what I'm talking about. But the weekend, it showed the same ritual, but all the sperm weren't fertile for the land. And around that same time, there was a huge food shortage, which was predicted in Soylent Grain. Man, I got to start taking some notes. Um, but I have taken some notes. And we're going to get into the notes. <laughs> I have been taking some notes. Signs and symbols rule the world, not words nor laws. Very, a quote that we all say, right? It's kind of boring. But it's true. Symbols are ruling the world. And we're in 2023. Sure, you say we're in 2024, but we're still in the year of the rabbit, which is the trident, Psy. And I believe it's connected to the cyber events to come. As we're looking into symbology, as it is a story being played out through symbols, as symbols control the world. As you can see the trident symbols here. And 23 is the trident. And the year 2023 was the year of the bunny. The first abduction of an alien was Bugs Bunny. This is Gremlins. You can see the bunny and alien connection in almost every Hollywood film. As there is the bunny on the moon. 
And we definitely called that since the beginning of the year, 2023 Alien Contact made that video in 2022. But these dates are very important. And one of the most important dates is 218 or January 28th, I believe, because the emergency text that was sent out was sent out at 218. If you remember Hawaii, Hawaii got a fake emergency text alert at 808, 808, and then on 88, the 808 area code of Hawaii went up into flames, which everybody forgot about. So all of these crazy events that happen in the news one after another are created to put you in an apathetic state, to divide and conquer, especially divide and conquer America. So the first FEMA test that I've been documenting was released on the helical rising, which is the dog days. August 10th and the day surrounding upon it is very occult, very important to Albert Pike. He dedicated his astrology room and his Masonic temple to that date. And you'll see a lot of people with this birthday. Cat Williams is all in the news right now. And he's having beef with Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley was born on August 10th. It is a very occult date, um, but we are entering the year of the dragon. Shout out to the Illuminati Dolphins. I noticed that there's a trident right there. And this game, Echo, is about the Dolphins fighting the aliens. Because it was inspired by John C. Lilly, who was doing the alien um, studies with dolphins. Communicating with the dolphins, playing with them, giving them hallucinogens in the tanks, the isolation tanks. I should jump around just a little bit because I want to bring up the Miami aliens. Because when the Miami alien story was trending, that's when the TMZ movie was released. So the Miami aliens was trending. I went straight right away. I went live. That was the one day I felt better. So I I went to Mexico. I got back sick for a week. Then I felt good for one day. I made the Miami alien deception. I said, look, this is going to be a big story. And it's a psyop before it was on any mainstream news. And then I got sick again. And the more I looked at my phone, the more the mainstream news was talking about this story of the Nephilim Miami Aliens, And I'm not saying that they didn't see something, but it's definitely a cover up and it's part of the agenda because this can be a total MK Ultra psyop, just like Paul Benowitz. Paul Benowitz plays a big role in this. Um, he was given by the Church of Scientology connections with Blink-182 and uh, the government assets, he was given technology that he was communicating with aliens with, and he believed he was actually communicating with these aliens. And he's the guy who brought up the Dulce underground tunnel bases where people were getting kidnapped and put under the tunnels, and they were blaming it on aliens. This has been a huge 
part of ufology research for a long time that even in the beginning of underground bases and tunnels, what is the government trying to hide? The first thing he says is that this is connected to the aliens and he doesn't want to get into that because he doesn't believe that. That's pretty much what he was saying. So the tunnels have always been connected with the alien psyop story. So while this tunnel stuff is trending and while the Miami aliens is trending, all this alien story for the year of the rabbit, the Miami aliens are being fought off by fireworks. All those cops showed up because of the fireworks. That's the exact story of Stranger Things. Stranger Things, they fight an alien with fireworks. Billy's sacrifice. And this is, I mean, Stranger Things has got the 322 connection. You'll see the 322 connection in almost every Hollywood programming. But that's the story. They fight an alien with fireworks at a mall. And all these people are part of a hellfire club. Which goes into a satanic secret society. Oh, look, Orange Julius. Yeah, so here's the fireworks. And that's a, a, the exact story that they gave us. That they were fighting aliens with fireworks. And fireworks are very interesting is in the movies, like the zombie movies, the fireworks hypnotize the zombies. Another thing. And I just keep on adding to the fireworks. Most of the fireworks we buy are made in China. And, and you know, this, this, is the, this is my theory. Is that when they were, everybody's being loosed. Remember people were like, oh, I'm not even going to get too much into it, but everybody, every single, every single culture, religion is going to get loosed. And this has been happening for the last four or five years, I would say. You know, Mexicans were scared because they were going to go into the ICE detention center by the, the, the far right and that, all that. And then the Asians were scared because of everybody blaming them for the lockdowns. And now they're loosing the Jews as well. So that's all over the news, scaring them with the programming that, that me have for a long time, ever since a kid, that's part of the the programming of, oh my goodness, they're going to, the government's going to come and lock me up. And that's one of the main reasons why I probably look into these occult societies, because it doesn't matter which institution, all these religious institutions are connected and camouflage satanic elements of each religious institution. This guy, satanic element in it, camouflaging that they're not part of the people. So I never want to ever, uh, point fingers at a people, you know what I mean? But institutions is another, is another topic there. And that's what I really loved about Jordan Maxwell is that he went after all the religious institutions. And I, I thought that was funny because whenever there's some, some sort of religious institution agenda, it, it's good to question it. It's good that people question me too. That's what we do here. We ask questions. Hmm. So 
I believe everybody being loosed. And here is 4th of July, which is actually July 2nd. July 2nd is National UFO Day. Right here. That's when the aliens invaded in Independence Day, and that's when they made National UFO Day is July 2nd. The real birthing of the nation, and it's all connected to the Hellfire Club and all that. Woo! Let's go to the comments real quick. I asked a question, but you never answered it. Okay, ask it again, Jenny. I'm waiting. Um, funny thing about Loosh is located. Funny thing. Funny thing about my Loosh is located on my. <laughs> smash that like button. I can get loose with donut. Your bills have doubled in a TDA account. At a corporation. Okay. UFO is a bunch of baloney. Donut question other planets. Donut donut question. Do other planets really exist? Well, first off, the name's Donut with an E. But Derek, um, they're plasma balls from what I've been looking at. That's what it seems like they are. They're plasma balls. Shout out to Marissa. Woo woo, Marissa. That OJ is banging, yeah. OJ, shout out to OJ. Mm. Try and get that vitamin C. So, if you look at right here, I'm gonna keep going to the questions. But this was on top of the Drudge Report. Ninety-six hours before first vote, Tony Bennett died at ninety-six this year. This is connected to Gangsta Boo. She had her 6ix9ine album. It's connected to Aleister Crowley. This 96, the 69. The queen died at 96. The other queen died at 69. This is huge symbolism right here. And I just saw it pop up once again. So I had to notate it. And I just did a podcast on the Hoover Dam. And the Hoover Dam had 96 sacrifices. 96 people died at the Hoover Dam creating it. Now, this is connected to the Royal Arch that you see right here. This is the Hoover Dam. This is the layout of the Hoover Dam symbolism. And you got the Royal Arch. And at the top of the arch right here is the 6-9. And you can see that's what Miley Cyrus performed under with Dolly Parton. That's 6996 right here. And Gangsta Boo died while that same time. And 69 plays a huge role in the 2023 rituals. On the 69th day of the year, SVB collapsed. So you can see you see that all over the place. And people who are like, I read a comment, well, what are you talking about? Gangsta Boo, she ain't significant. Like, what are you talking about? Gangsta Boo's not significant? That's because you don't know a damn thing about hip-hop. Gangsta Boo's very significant. And the 36 ley line, the 36 parallel is very significant. Because that's why all the rituals have been on over the last few years. Is this 36 ley line. That the Super Bowl is going to be on this year. And... 
three six mafia. Three six mafia is huge. It's connected to Jelly Roll. I was like, look out for Jelly Roll. He gonna get famous. And that's what's happening. I was sick on New Year's. So I couldn't come up on here and be like, yo, I told you. I said Jelly Roll gonna perform at the New Year's ball. And he did. Shout out to Jelly Roll. He's a good guy. From what I hear. Because I've been in the underground hip hop road for a while. But yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of stuff with the Hoover Dam. They died to make the desert bloom. 36 people. And another symbol I've been looking out for with this MK Ultra mind control hallucinogens is this barley and wheat and stuff like that. And these plants, because that's what the hallucinogens are based off of. Oh, yeah. This is just a bunch of bunch of research looking into. Let me see. Let me see. Let's get back to the. Let's get back to what gets me excited. What's getting me excited right now? All y'all, all y'all. I guess we could get into the tunnels. Let's get into some tunnel stuff. Oh, or I can get into the. Look, I'm I'm a little rusty tonight. But I appreciate y'all hanging out as we get in Wicked Smart. Mm, 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 mm. Shout out, whoop, whoop. Hello, everybody. It's great seeing all y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, let's, let me get my energies back up with the Illuminati Dolphins. Aquatic dogs in their own insane lane Through rivers they ride, seas they roam In the ocean depths, they make their home That's John C. Lilly right there That's the Listen how dope this track is This hook right here Dolphins, the kosher sex tunnels. <laughs> okay. Let me find where I, I put that stuff. A little out of order. See all this research, all these slides. We've covered already over on the Patreon. So shout out to all the Patreon members. Because you get that information first. 
and I've been sick. And I kind of already said what I thought about it. I think that there's this connection to this whole alien story with the tunnels. The tunnels go into a lot of occult stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like I already I already talked about the tunnels. But this book right here I recommend, Underground Bases and Tunnels. You can see all these reports that they've had these bases underground for a long, long time. Bill Gates be buying all the farmland. BlackRock be buying all the land because they're building even more tunnels and working on them all over the world. Uh, These are people on time. I don't know. I'm not really excited about it. I'm not really excited about it. It's kind of... I'm not excited about it. I'm talking about other stuff with it all. Mm. I'm going to go to comments. I'm going to go to comments real quick. How long have I been streaming? 39 minutes? White House has the tunnels too. Yeah. The new Chucky movie. The show shows that. Mm. Hey, Donut. Are you? Am I? I'm not a Freemason. No. I'm not, nobody will accept me in any society. I'm just a, I'm all alone. Antarctica. Tunnels are all across the U.S. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, yeah, winter 2024. Thank you. We're coming up on the Winter Olympics. The 33rd Summer Olympics. I mean, not Winter Olympics. We're coming up on the 33rd Summer Olympics. Oh, I got a text message from the homunculus, the one-on-one podcast. What do you say? Bro, it's your birthday today? <laughs> I guess he's tuning in. I guess the homunculus is tuning in. Let me let me see if I can invite homunculus up on. I'm going to send him a link. Want to come on the stream? Mm, that'd be tight. It'd be tight to get the homuncologist up on here. I'm, I'm going to send him the link just in case he does want to come on. One second. All right, I'm going to tell him, I sent you the link if you want to come on. I sent you the link if you want to join. I can't believe so many people have been here. Thousands of people, 2,000 people. Make sure you smash that like button. And if you're wondering why I'm not as on fire is because I'm not used to this, but you know, I've been I've been out of it for a minute. Here's the Simpsons. The Simpsons, they got the underground tunnels in the secret society. So you join the secret society, the Stonecutters Club. Because secret societies aren't so secret. Everybody knows about them. It's the rituals that go on 
in the meetings that are secret. Let me see where the, the tunnel is. Oh, he's in the tunnel right there. So look, this is the tunnel system. He's part of the secret society, so he gets to go into the tunnel that is in the mountain, like NORAD. He goes into the tunnel system. Just like NORAD. Yes. Shout out to Jordan Maxwell. Shout out to Sydney, Australia. And it's not my birthday. Everybody, he asked me if it's my birthday. <laughs> it's not my birthday. But every time I stream, everyone says happy birthday. Every time. <laughs> Let's see. Dona is spiritually attacked. I am spiritually attacked, I feel like. But I feel like a lot of it is my own self-pity. And I put myself through, I'll always be. Hmm. Donut, have you seen the video of the London accent talking? Okay, I gotta read. That's a long. That's a long message, but I, I think I saw a lizard, and I should show the lizard picture of the lizard underground tunnels. Oh, look! Look at this picture right here. This symbol here. I, I'll read this real quick. Donut, have you seen the video of the English woman with a London accent talking about the lizard people? She has dark hair and talks about how she has seen them and the color of them and their tails. I forgot. Oh, seen that below. I have not seen that, Jenny. I have not seen that. But there is this like lizard tunnel in California. Check out this lady. She throwing up that that symbol right there. But I was looking at this guy king james because of guinness beer guinness beer brought me to this and i'm like wondering if the west side connection right the west side hand sign this is what i grew up on this album my babysitter would play me this album so this was my programming and i wonder if that is a secret society hand sign I'm all over the place tonight. What's up, Chris? Hello. Oh, Juan's here. Juan. Okay, before I bring you on, Juan, we are live on YouTube. Just a heads up. Okay. What up, dog? Yo, what up, bro? It's not my birthday. It's not? No. I seen, like, the chat going crazy. Like, it's on his birthday, and I was like, I could have sworn it was Donut's birthday, like... Mm -hmm. Few months ago it is tommy's birthday oh shout out the to tommy. but i'm happy you're here uh last year around this time we podcast with the astrologer and with slick dissident Ooh. so if slick, slick dissident could come on the show it'd be great i can you want me to shoot him a text that'd be wonderful yeah, hit him because up. he was breaking down we were talking about the mountains in the Brocken Spectra. Do you remember that? 
Oh yeah, the the shadow that's being casted with the first broadcasting tower. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like Baphomet at the top of a of a mountain. Right, right. And I was watching that that video because they're gonna be streaming the the football here. Let me see if I can pull up that video real quick. Yeah, I saw that the Miami Dolphins were in the playoffs. Were they not? What's that mean? Like the Super Bowl, I have I, like I know nothing about sports, but it's kind of embarrassing. So I'm just gonna <laughs> Google this real quick before. I yeah, yeah, please, please do. I don't know. We got a lot I, of people watching. Yeah, we got thousands <laughs> of people in here. Everybody, make sure to go subscribe to the Homunculus, uh, the one-on-one podcast. Here, one second. This is a painting with a very. Sorry, that was so loud. Yeah, go. so I mean, I've been looking at the dolphins. I, I look at the Dolphins just because of the Illuminati Dolphins. But uh, if they are in the Super Bowl, I will feel super special, you know. They were going to somewhere because my neighbor was telling me that. So look at this. The Dolphins, la- the Dolphins last won the Super Bowl in 1974 when Miami running back Larry Conska carried the ball 33 times for 145 yards. That was May 31st, 2023. <laughs> 33 times, bro. So let's see here. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the Dolphins in the beginning of the stream um, because they're all in the news. Yeah. Yeah. I could have sworn because my neighbor told me he was going to watch a game yesterday or something with the Miami Dolphins. And I just, I was today, today years old when I found out that Miami's called the Magic City. I had to confirm it because my wife is from Miami. So I had to confirm it with her because of that whole thing that went down in Miami. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I never knew it was called the Magic City. So that's really bizarre that it would be called that. I always thought that ATL was the Magic City. Mandela effect, bro. Whenever I forget something, I just say it's Mandela. Just blame it on Mandela. So Shout Miami out to Dolphins. God Pill Angel. Shout out to Layla. Dolphins. Could have swore they were in the playoffs or something like that. I mean, if somebody in the chat knows, they can let us know because I know nothing about sports. Somebody says, do the Dead Kennedys video, yo. What's that? Uh, As a band with Jello Biafro. Um, But yeah, the. What what have you been looking into? What's your. (laughs) What have you been looking into? Because I haven't. I've been sick for two weeks. So this stream, it started off good and then I totally just ruined it. So obviously the whole Miami thing popped off. I did a little bit of coverage on that. And I've been doing a lot of research on the palm tree stuff that we did for the patrons, the presentation that we put out and been reading a lot of Philip K. Dick, bro, just hanging out and doing some other alchemical research in regards to. Yeah, so Miami did lose. I saw that to the Patrick Mahoney's lead chief 26 to seven playoff win over Dolphins. So. Yeah. 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 The palm tree stuff. I can't wait for that to come out into the public atmosphere. Yeah, it'll be out soon, bro. I just got to tidy up. I'm like 150 slides in deep and I'm still like going in and polishing it up. And I mean, you saw what I put out. It kind of it makes sense to me, man. You know, it it's 
it's something that you have to look between the lines when it comes to a lot of these things. And I think that's why, like, with all these predictions of 2024, I, I can't really say that that anything is going to happen. Can you tell me a little bit about the dragon year, bro? And like your research on that? Because that's really interesting. Yeah. So what I've been connecting is this number one to eight. So leave the world behind was released on 12, eight, one, two, eight was about starring Julia Roberts, who, whose birthday is on 10, 28, which is one, two, eight, the towers collapsed at 10, 28 AM. Um, so everything in my decoding and looking at numbers points to this number one, two, eight, which could be just moved around to two, one, eight. And that's the time they sent out the message. But the year of the dragon starts, the wood dragon starts February 10th and ends January 28th, which is one, two, eight. Rick Ross's birthday out in Miami. Um, so I don't really know too much about the dragon year, except for what I've been looking into with symbols and numbers. I got the year of the rabbit prediction of the alien stuff. I was like on point with that. Um, but I don't have anything prediction wise for the year of the dragon. What are your thoughts on that? The whole alien agenda and what they, what they're seeking to accomplish with that? Is it because I mean, right? A lot of people want to talk about predictive programming with all these movies, how we did see with leave the world behind, but we've had even that movie. My, my brother-in-law was asking me this week and he's like, bro, what do what'd you think, bro? You know, what's the agenda that they're trying to push with this movie? And I'm like, I didn't, me, I didn't really see anything too crazy because we've had Independence Day. We've had 2012. We've had The Matrix. We've had Eyes Wide Show. We've had all these other movies that are, that go way harder than this latest one. What is this? What makes this one dip more different? What, that it was the Obamas were on it? Sure. But I mean, how about all the, silent partners that we don't know about that have funded all the other movies before you know what i'm saying so it's like are they trying to the first thing i think about is like independence day or who was it ronald reagan that talked about if if only we could we could be united by a sort of alien invasion is that he's the one that said that right right yeah. ronald reagan he says everybody's divided but what we unite everybody is an alien threat <laughs> But so leave the world behind Obama. Their next movie they're producing is the Betty and Barney Hill incident. The really? first human abduction. Yeah. So they're very invested into the psyop of aliens. And I brought up this slide because what I believe is happening is some sort of MK ultra resetting the autonomic nervous system for a new religion, uh, which is connected to, ufos so everybody gonna be tripping on drugs that can reset their imprinting because imprinting is different than brainwashing you can mm -hmm. brainwash someone and they could wake up out of it like oh man i was brainwashed um but imprinting goes into religions so if you're born into a religion or a race or whatever culture that you can't get rid of that unless they do some deep work with these hallucinogens 
And so it brings me back to this Eleusinian mysteries where they would do the hallucinogens and show the death and rebirth rituals. So it's like a death and a rebirth. And this will be the, the phoenix. The, like a phoenix, yeah. Which the phoenix is almost like a dragon, too, if you really look at it. You know, it's it's a fire breathing, it's a it's a fiery bird. Sure. That you know, that could be another interpretation of this phoenix. And I think I have Slick Dissident. He's going to come on. So I'll, I'll shoot him over the invitation. He can jump on and school us about the broadcasting tower. Which And what would a, what would Charizard be? Charizard? That's an interesting question. So there's a difference between a dragon and a, I think it's called a Wern or Wyron. Is that how you spell it? Or how you say it? Uh, the, let me see here. What? dragons because one of them has the their wings on their back that's like a full-blown dragon and then a worm is the one that has the hands on the wings which is like the the house of dragon show those were technically worms and not dragons and dragons are more like well again i'm just talking from a dungeons and dragons point of view where it's like this um mythical mystical being that can communicate with you right and i mean it's it's conscious in some sort of way and it's very very old so it knows a lot of things and it's always hoarding and guarding the gold yeah you know it's a misconception that people eat uh that dragons eat people that they actually eat gold and you know i'm a common man what? so i don't <laughs> it's from it's they... always funny in philadelphia it's a funny quote. They Charlie eat Harry. gold, really? Or yeah, that that's why they're always sitting on a treasure thing of gold because they eat gold. Uh, that was from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so I don't know how oh. on point it, Charlie Day was. He's like, I'm a common man. I don't eat dragon. That's more for kings and queens and royalty. Can't be hitting me with these jokes that I know. I don't know about bro. these quotes, these office quotes. That... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Something to look into with the decoding. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know either, bro. And like, I think that people, whatever you want to happen will happen. That's the thing with, with reality. It's, and that's why I don't watch the news. And, and it's kind of bad because I kind of get my news all from social media, which is mm -hmm. also bad, right? Because there's a lot of misinformation nowadays. But it's like, I've always said that people are so, they're so in love and they want to manifest the end times. It's human nature, right? To want to know how something ends. And I think reality itself, like to know, it's like, oh, when is the apocalypse coming or whatever end of the world? And I think there, it, if you think it enough times and enough people come on board, I think it'll happen. But I mean, I don't mm -hmm. think any, any man will ever really know when it, when it's going to come to, to an end. You know what I mean? It's more of like a, like a fear inducing and making people uh, believe something through fear. That's, that's never a good, a good system, you know, never ends well. So that's why I tell people not to really focus too much on the, not everything is a conspiracy donut. You know what I'm saying? Like not everything has a hidden sinister agenda behind it. Cause, cause tell me, bro, be honest. Like sometimes you'll be watching like a Disney movie and you'll be like, yo, Where's the Illuminati symbolism behind this movie or this show? Like, yeah. 
it's like, there bro like survivor survivor is kind of weirdly occult i don't know if you've ever seen that movie it's like one of the longest running shows on tv okay, okay so like that's survivor man no no so survivor is a contestant show and what they do is that they compete in different uh, different obstacles that they have to do and then there's like politics involved but it's the long one of the longest running shows and i think season 33 just came out or I, it was the last season that i saw and the is it was it season 33? i was watching anyways i was watching season 33 and they had like some weird occultic like necklaces. It was one of them was like an Ouroboros. You have the labyrinth, which the labyrinth is really occult. And then a lot of a lot of the the competitions that they had to do were balance based. And like balance uh, is like kind of sort of related to in the occult. You have like the the hangman card in there, and like some of the people were positioned in some sort of weird way. But mind you, again, it's a very popular show. It's in the limelight a lot of people are having their eyes on it so they're wearing like these weird talismans one of them was was actually a dragon at one point the survivor necklace was a dragon like the the ant what they call like an amulet or uh not an amulet i forgot the name of it in the show but yeah there's a lot of things bro it looks like 46 is out now and i was watching 33 i mean maybe it was on netflix it was season 33 <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and so the show, I've never watched it, but I know that it's popular and it's in the psyche of everybody. And so it's like all about balance. And the show, what is it about? They they have to like whack each other. You got to whack each other off. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't got to whack each other off, bro. They have to compete against each other in like athletic competitions. But then the strongest guy can still lose because the whole group can just vote him out. So there's politics oh. involved and like cliques form and it's alliances. It's kind, it's kind of. I mean, it's not the greatest show in my opinion. But like, if you want to kill time, I guess you can turn it on or have it on in the background as noise. Uh -huh. But yeah, I could have told it was 33. I was watching season 33 the other day, and oh, because yeah, season 33 was just uploaded to I guess Netflix is Survivor Millennials versus Gen X is the 33rd season. Of the and that's the one I was watching the other day, where but that one came out in 2016. So, yeah, it's been okay. out for a while, and again, it's just it just I always try to find the occult and everything. And sometimes with these current events that are happening and all these things that are happening, it's easy to get lost in the sauce, especially when you're trying to look for for conspiracy and everything. Which I don't think I think is also a weaponization of what they want to do to us too. Like, imagine making us paranoid 100% of the time. That yeah, well, wasn't in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, these shows are like the Squid Games or yeah. the Romani Games, I think they were called, This or the Gladiator Games or a football game where, like, people like to watch this. I used to love that one show. It was like, it, it, was, it was like in, in China or something where they would, like, they would all get knocked off and stuff and fall. I don't know if you remember that show. Something weird. MX, MX, yeah. something other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. That was the MX, best show. I think it was MX Show or something like that. MX that show. was so funny. Con, because it was it was English dubbed over, but it was really fun. It was like yeah. really funny. MXE, I think it was what it's called.
MXC. Yeah, I'll pull I'll pull that up um, for people to look at because it's hilarious, and I think that is good to throw the humor into all of this because it gets depressing for me. I'll be reading all these books and all that, and it does get it gets depressing and it lowers it's, my vibration. It's called most extreme elimination challenge i remember that i remember that it was 2003 to 2007 but donna that's why you gotta like you you have to be able to know how to turn it off and how Mm -hmm. to do other things too and Mm -hmm. not focus so much on the negative because i think we focus a lot on the negative and i think Mm -hmm. too much and that's that's a complaint that i've had before about myself like oh you focus on the dark 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 you got to focus on the light. And it's like, I think that's, there's, that rings true as well. You have to focus on the light. Yeah, I remember watching <laughs> this in, <laughs> I remember watching this in, in middle school, bro. I think it was, it was so funny. These two dudes were hilarious. So my, like so people, if they've ever watched it, it's actually like English dubbed. It's not the actual people talking. And then whenever right. they introduce the people, like the, com- the competitors, it's, they say like the most ridiculous things. Yeah, like this those two guys talking, it, but it kind of goes into this whole like the purge, uh, you know that movie, the mm-hmm. purge mm-hmm. or the Squid Games, and mm-hmm. the Squid Games be coming out, and we got a special, we got slick this in it up in here right now. Hey, what's happening, brothers? I did, man. I feel like. I've manifested the homocologist and slick dissident. Everybody smash that like button. We got slick dissident last year around this time. We all podcast as well. And you brought up the Brock and specter specter. It's baffle Matt, bro. Yes. And the Brock know- and specter. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, buddy. Yep. Brock Inspector is, uh, was commemorated in Fantasia. Uh, there's actually an entire scene dedicated to this phenomenon, uh, which was an initiation. Uh, and, um, Fantasia, funny enough, that's kind of a lost word. That's the, that's the original word for like, you know, uh, conveying images into the minds of another person. But this is a special location in Germany. This mountaintop was the very first broadcasting complex that broadcasted the Olympics onto the world stage. And notice that word I'm using. This shadow, if you go on the special location uh, very commonly and stand on the pinnacle of this mountaintop, your shadow will broadcast onto the uh, masses below. In the rock inspector phenomenon, is located on Mount Brocken, where the first broadcast was was placed. But even before they started broadcasting uh, the Olympics, uh, which means clean, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Olympics means clean. It's a cleansing. It's only for the for the 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 pinnacle of your specimens from your community are expected to uh, show up and perform in equity with no bad press, no bad. Um, no bad spirits, uh, you know, if there's wars going on, everybody's showing up here to perform clean from all bias. That's what wow. uh, part of the Olympics. But so anyways, I got to say that the um, that mountain already had a reputation. The Brock Inspector was already known to be the uh, where the the meeting of the witches would take place. 
Carl Jung's uh, grandfather was said to be related to uh, Goethe, and uh, there was a whole circle of community around this Brocken mountain uh, that Jung has uh, blood ties to. So yeah, that's uh, that's the, f there you go. Yep. And there were wars fought up there. Uh, you know, it was, you know, under German occupation and then somebody else wanted their radio towers to come in and take that tactical spot. So yeah, that, uh, I think of that as kind of like the Plato's cave of humanity where the first time that the light was brought into the cave to demonstrate the real nature of the realm, uh, in a fascinating way, Brock Inspector is casting shadows on the walls of the minds of men. And that's kind of the big reveal to that, uh, to that particular tower. Plato's wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that video was absolutely fantastic. And we did this video that was playing a little B-roll of, last year around this time because davos is about to take place and i got some symbols right here jordan at waters above showed me how the 24 because we were looking into this years ago yeah. as it's going to be the 33rd summer olympics wow. in paris with jupiter 24 and they changed it to omega in my opinion i think this looks like Omega, which is 24 as well, or X. And Davos is about to meet tomorrow to talk about disease X as well. I know that that's a topic kind of got to be tiptoe around, but um, yeah. They're just a well, bunch of bros, bro, just talking, dude. They're just having a good time. <laughs> Lizard people need to have a good time too, dude. You know, right. I just uh, today I was uh, doing some research. I'm researching the um, the erotes, E R O T E S. These are the little cherub babies that follow Aphrodite around. And depending on what story you're you're digging into, the details of these little cherubs will uh, will vary slightly. And um, Every time I turn around, I'm finding a different addition to this little list of baby angels. I noticed and, there's a little audio um, with your with your microphone, a little crackling. Um, try plugging it in and out again if you're using a regular. What are you using? Um, I'll try coming in on the laptop. Let me back. Oh out no, no, it sounds good there. It sounds good there, right there. No, I think, I think, yeah, I think that maybe uh, you were just too close to it, but it sounds okay. good now. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Back. <laughs> well, long, long story short, I'll say this and then I'll jump out and come back. The, yeah. the, the one Arote who convinced Paris to get back in the fight with Troy and screw things up with the big war, his name was Zeal, like Z-E-A-L. And that is the origin of the word zealot. And so, um, it is possible with Paris and the Olympics, there will be a great amount of zealotry as an apple of discord that will spark things off. Uh, I totally see the potential for um, kind of a reenactment of what started uh, everybody pointing things at each other around Troy uh, because it's in Paris and that's a trigger word, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you know, Slick, he called the release of Andrew Tate in the springtime you yeah, called yeah. that 
You know what else, though? Everybody was looking at Andrew Tate. Nobody saw Jacob Chansley almost on the same week. They let both of those hostages out. And that you're right. I did call that because that's uh, that's Andromeda. She's the hostage of the Zodiac. And at the spring equinox, uh, she's chained up between two pillars, uh, much like Prometheus is chained to the mountain to have his liver picked out. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely a hostage situation every spring. Get it? That's wild. So, yeah. So with this, what, what you're looking into, what would you call the mythos, like mythology or uh, what would you call like, you know, how some people look at Gematria, they look at the numbers, yeah. some people look at history, like, or people look at, you know, everyone look our symbols. Would that decoding be like, what would you call that? Thank you for asking me this question, my man. I think this is really important and I'm kind of sad my mic might be tripping, but I'm going to power through because it's an important message. That's all so good. It's not that bad. Yeah, buddy. They're coming after this term. They want the word astrotheology and they're going to they're going to try to derail this or paint it up as something it's not. So it's not about aliens. Uh, and it's also, it's not about molecules or random, <laughs> uh, uh, it is about all of the stories are oriented in a certain order and that order comports to through many cultures and languages, but it totally comports to the, uh, I call it the cranial scaffolding, uh, mm. and it's the cranial sky folding. Uh, that is embedded into our DNA. These myths and these stories and the language of them are really the DNA codes. They're the light codes. So a lot of people are going to start using astrotheology to mean like angels are actually UFOs and aliens. And that's all good. They can try that. But astrotheology that I'm using to uh, potentially see the stage of the, of the heavens of man. It's not really about like angels equal aliens. They could, uh, it's about, the patterns of the stars are the light codes that we expect to see every year. And so uh, astrotheology is the word you want, but we got to, we got to protect this word because it's going to have a lot of presumption thrown at it over the next few years. Well, everybody make sure uh, I'm going to drop in the comment section, Slick's YouTube channel. He did. I, somebody said it was your first live stream, but I, I feel like you've done, I think yeah, I feel like I've live watched streams. live streams before Here's Slick's channel dropping in the comment. Uh, go check it out. It's amazing. And I'll re-add it to this after the stream. And also the Homuncologist one-on-one podcast as well. I'll drop down the comment. Make sure to go subscribe over to them as well. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. And, and yeah. Slick, the so the idea of right, astral theology that they're reenacting out this story that has been here since the beginning of time right ever since the these stars have been documented i mean because I, I believe that they use these stories perhaps as the world the stage right and we're talking about language well who said that i mean william shakespeare said that and every man and woman has their entrances and exits and it's like they're timing these things over because it's almost you can almost predict right when they're going to do something like how you talk about and maybe not to 100 percent because we don't know which system exactly they might be using because again constellations are always changing but it's more of like a 
king 33 ritual type of thing right where they use the stars to power this or how do, how exactly does that work are they trying to capture an essence of some sorts to again broadcast these things out cast out and another word for cast is warp right i mean you can warp right, the realities and perceptions of the masses essentially that's exactly right my man yes and you know to a large degree uh, i think that um uh these uh cycles of uh the year they emulate like scarcity in the winter and so there are certain words and triggers and ceremonies and rites and alarming uh archetypes that can be harnessed to drum up the theatrics and one example is uh the great honking that took place on february 2nd which is a week of augury reading february uh, yeah. 2nd is the 33rd day too i think oh dude it's so it's so top-hatted out it's so wow. crazy so and it's called the, the honkering the great the honking of canada and so that is the day that we pass under pegasus also the uh how do, I, how do i spell it i'm so sorry for interrupting but i just sent in I... the private chat okay thank you yeah, we're we're going under the uh, Pegasus, and the Grus is a uh, goose and a swan all at once. These are all air elements, flying uh, beasts coming into Aquarius. That's Zeus, too. Eh? It's going to be yep, very Zeus, because Zeus does the goose and the swan <laughs> switcheroo on everybody. Yep. Um, but what's amazing is that we called it the Great Honkening. Well, these animals are you have been and still are used as alarm systems for the temples. Oh, wow. And so if you go to certain, I mean, India or China, they still use these birds. And they have trained bird keepers who are much like an augury reader. Still, they're the masters of these animals and communing with them. And so uh, this augury priest, and they do, now when I say auguries, I want everybody to know this goes all the way from rated G all the way to rated R and then some when it comes to re reading auguries. Like we have really cute versions of it still. Puxatani Phil is a great example. But when the Great Honkening kicked off, they called it the Great Honkening, and it is supposed to be an alarm. This is supposed to raise your hackles. But the reason why it works so well this time of year is because you just finished going through Thanksgiving, you did Christmas, you did New Year's, you did all this uh, this abundant glutton, and now your, where, your warehouse is empty. There's no food in the field. You're going to get desperate. And so the great hunt is on, and now it's like uh, you're going to have to go hunt for your food, and you may or may not get it. So things are getting contentious, and this is the time of perfect time of year to alarm people. And so the football we go through the Super Bowl, right? So the, all of the scarcity has been expent. We, we cut that pig skin, we ate it, we consumed it all, and now it's like buyer's remorse season. But what's, what's poetic and beautiful, and I'm coming to appreciate and realize, is the whiteness. And this is a fascinating thing I'm picking up on. Tread, tread lightly with that. I know, I know. <laughs> this, yes, we're coming into the season of fragility. Think of the icicles on your house. Think of the snow melting and coming back and then melting again. Think of snowball fights. Think of how when you go outside, you feel like you might shatter. Think of how your beard or your mustache gets a little snot sickles that might break. Or like the football game today, people are all like, that's what the reports are. The, the Record snow low. 
record low. So right now it's really cold. Yeah. And the, this honk, are we still talking about the honking? I've never heard of it. So well, this I just is- want to say, hear the word honky in there. Hear the word mm-hmm. honky in the honking. And now right. also think about your teeth and think about the whites of your eyes and think about your orgasm. All of these are white fragility. These are fragile, delicate, sensitive aspects of the human experience, regardless of your skin. But there is an aspect of uh, that white, alchemically speaking. And Mm -hmm. so I've been really unpacking this fragility. um, And then I want to say one more thing about fragility. Ice. This is the season of walking on ice and being very delicate. And oh, 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 bend your knees. Keep your, don't slip, don't fall. Fragility is everywhere. And so I just love unpacking the spell because I see it in our art, but I see it uh, to such a degree that it seems uh, weaponized and excessive. And maybe somebody should give people the disclosure that fragility is totally a spell. And it's even in the word fragile. I'm going to go all the distance and then I'm going to shut up. In Norse mythology, the word for the placenta is filja. Filja. You feel me? Are you feeling that? (laughs) And this is really the epitome of sensitivity. It's your outermost skin and it's your aura uh, and it's your shine. In Hollywood, they literally call the placenta the shine. And so, yeah, this is a very fragile spell. uh, And I've been unpacking it. Nice. And you mentioned a few things that stood out to me, Slick. And I don't know if you can jump out and jump back and see if the crackling gets any better. But uh, Donut, can you try and uh, to activate his adjust the mic automatically to see if that'll help? Because sometimes that'll mess sure. with my sound. Sure. And um, hmm. so he mentioned the hung the the hung, you know, you're gonna get hungry, and we have all these different ideas that right the hunger games just came out, and he's talking about augury, which is the interpretation of omens. Well, the latest Hunger Games that just came out on December 19th, 2023, it's called The Hunger Games, The Ballad of of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, how they're using these animals, right, as some sort of divinatory tools. And then we have this movie coming out, which is about competition. We talked about Survivor being kind of sort of a cultic and and... You know, relating, yeah, they have they have aspects relating to the tarot in that show. We have the squid games also. We have the real life squid games. And this is all important because we're taking fictional concepts, right? We're taking fictional concepts. And Mr. Beast was the first one to do it, I think, to do the the real life hunger games, I think it was. If I'm not mistaken, he came out with the music with the music with a YouTube video first about that. And it's interesting because we just had the whole Tucker Carlson and that other guy, which some people say it wasn't him. Some people say it was AI, whatever that bizarre interview with who the, with, with Spacey, bro, with Elon. No, with Spacey with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Did you not see that? I've been sick, dude. I've been sick. I missed out on so much. I'm Were you abducted guy. by the aliens? Donut? Tell no. us the truth. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I was being <laughs> blasted by the frequencies. So, damn, dude, you gotta you gotta watch that because it's a really really bizarre video. And I think it was I'm pulling it, it two, up two weeks ago. So, 
There was one thing that he says in there that really stood out to me, and he's talking about the intermingling of fiction and reality. We see that a lot in Hollywood. So they're taking these concepts like The Hunger Games. It was a fictional show, or they say, because they reveal a lot of truth in those things too at times, right? You can you can read between the lines, the elites doing certain things too, right? At the very tops, they revealed all that in that show. And they made a real life Hunger Games of it. Yeah, dude, so that video is really weird. And towards the end, he starts talking about the intermingling of reality and fiction, which that's alchemy right there, bro. They're, they're taking two different realities and that really projecting it outwards. And yeah, it was, it was really crazy, dude. I can't believe you haven't seen that. Bro, thank you for bringing it up. I'm going to try to find the clip to play it. Some It's on, well, I saw it on X, but some people were talking about that that was an AI generated space that that wasn't even real. And that it was like a sort of skit. But he did that one time, that one skit where he kind of looks at the cam. He had he had like that monologue moment where he turns around, looks at the camera and does like the monologue with the audience and then turns around and is back into the because they do that a lot on House of Cards. If you've ever seen that show. Wait, this they, that. No, that's <laughs> not it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not easy to find. Um I'm so go back, looking. go back real quick. It's called being Frank at the top, right? You had it, I think at 307,000. I got it. Views. Check okay. to see if that one's it. I think that's, that's it. it. Okay, cool. I'm going to download it and bring it up in here so I could get that clip of him talking. Yeah. Did you see that slick where he's talking about like reality and fiction intermingling together? He's like, that's what I really love. And I'm like, that's what they all love. Cause it just, it just solidifies their their intention in some sort of w weird way. You know, they're writing a script. They're broadcasting this out. Yeah, that show was nuts. Yeah, show I did not see the interview. I did. I did not see the interview. Uh, but I just got to mention, like, uh, Spacey, um, and then uh, abductions this is all suggestive of the fact that these abductions are coming from space. Maybe the, maybe so I wonder sometimes if people want to get swooped up, you know what I mean? If they're yeah, like, they do, bro. Yeah. I wonder. Um, yeah. So this just seeds it and plays along with it. But then one thing that is really weird, this is a, a really weird one about the, uh, the great honking and the truckers, uh, like honking. The, okay. <laughs> the Tucker Carlson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's an alarm. And it seems to have prophesized Tucker Carlson getting released. And part of the reason I say that uh, is because Tucker Carlson is a fun anagram. You just take the R out of Carlson and move it into Tucker, it becomes trucker. And what is left over, you can actually spell gonzo, which is a journalism <laughs> nod. If you know about gonzo journalism, you know about Hunter S. Thompson, and then you know that gonzo is a goose. In and Spanish, so there's yeah. our goose, there's our great honking, there's the alarm, there's what prophesized the uh, the release of Tucker Carlson, the end of uh, Carlson journalism, which is actually a, a weird anagram. Uh, but it happened around the same year or around the same time of year when he got let go um so yeah i i do look forward to that uh to that interview how is Can that I... guy still walking around i have a, i have a theory that waterboarding at guantanamo is 
I got to say this. Waterboarding at Guantanamo is actually a code for we're all surfing together. We're all waterboarding. It's a surfing vacation spot, and they aren't they aren't torturing anybody down there. Oh, what? <laughs> <clears throat> so, so Tucker Carlson, that also nutcrackers. Let me read the the definition of Gonzo. It's Gonzo, a wild or crazy person. And then we have here, perhaps from Italian, literally fool or Spanish, ganso, idiot, bumpkin, literally goose. So you have a whole bunch of other <laughs> interpretation. And the fool, which is an important one because we know that's in the tarot. And the fool, is he the fool or is he the, the most wise? Is he a fool to you because you don't understand him? But he's standing at the crown, right? He's standing before the abyss. He's standing at the toppity top of everything right that the at the very top of it did you ever see the the movie that the guy from the muppets with the cube the guy trapped in the cube did you ever see that movie dude uh, i i don't know i just remember them stretching out then they stretched gonzo out they waterboarded him um did they the really no way yeah i think so in the muppet movie they they kidnap him they they stretch him on one of those X things that you talk about slick, the bondage thing, and they stretch them out. What in the world, dude? So you, you mentioned something slick about these people wanting to literally get abducted. And I recently stumbled across these rituals that they were doing in the, in the early eighties in Florida, where it was right. Miami which is very hot right now in the news was a power zone, which is this place where the Typhonian OTO believe was a sort of transmitter slash receiver area, right? Miami, the magic city is a power zone to be able to talk to the great old ones, the deep ones, the Cthulhu mythos entities, right? Dagon and all these things. And what they ended up doing slick was they ended up doing this ritual to induce an abduction and he got abducted apparently okay and he was also used as a a, a type of slave if you get what i'm saying of these C cthulhu great old ones and after the fact he was impregnated by these entities right so a man was impregnated by these entities in the early 80s and it wasn't like a like a being that he was impregnated with it was something else it was like this numerical parasite that he was impregnated with. And it was supposed, it, it was all linked to Pi or Phi. And essentially what they did was they broke down every single different god and goddess in the Egyptian pantheon was a different numerical value, was a different equation. And then he was revealed, right? This is the, ty the Typhonian OTO. He was revealed a hidden mathematical code in, in Liber Al, which is the book of the law of Crowley. So... Again, it was this weird, weird, bizarre thing, but it was all about inducing an abduction. And you're almost right, bro, because I've had people hit me up like, hey, all the things that you're talking about, are they real? And I go, well, it's as real as you want it to be, buddy. He goes, how can I do what you're talking about? And I go, that's, <laughs> I was like, listen, dude, I, I don't want to be involved in anything that you're doing. I don't want to be abducted by the great old ones or, the, or anybody in the Cthulhu mythos. Because some people are that power hungry. And it's interesting that the Obamas are going to be doing 
a new movie on one of the first mainstream abductions. And yeah. what's next? They're going to tell us that, yeah, come get abducted with us. Everybody, yeah, oh. so you can learn all the secrets of the secrets. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. So uh, I got to mention that abduct, that word duct, it literally is, uh, it's a dunking. It's a, it's a, you know, I think a, a, a tavila is a, is a form of a baptism, isn't it? Have you heard of the, the tavila? That's yep, yep. So t- when they induce your birth, that's an induction. But also recently on Loki, you know, they put the, they put uh, those guys in that uh, suit so they could go out to uh, to solve the uh, the timeline. And they uh, the suit had a crack in it, so they put a bit of a duct tape on his face. And he's like, "Oh, you're good to go." And he sends him out on his way. Well, I just got to point out the duct tape is also an abduction nod. And so anybody who even uh, you know, if they flash duct tape, if they even uh, induce anything that simulates duct tape, it's a huge trigger for a lot of people. Uh, like so, a yeah. crime scene, sorta. You know, crime scenes. I don't know if that's duct tape. No, it's probably not. That's just like plastic. Caution tape. <laughs> yeah, caution. My bad. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, I want to uh, just kind of. I'm I'm on a big, huge Loki thing right now, so that's kind of where my headspace is at. But you guys know that that the mall, the Miami Mall in Florida, mm-hmm. that scene was also seeded by things that are going on in the Loki series. Really? Yes, but I just I, we got to start with. Um, uh dr strange multiverse of madness the scene where uh scarlet witch kills uh reed richards that scene where she pops him is designed to look like a fight in the mall and it fits all the profile of the headline that they showed it to us before we even got any evidence it was fulfilling all the details of scarlet witch uh busts out the illuminati in that fight scene in what is fascinating, uh, Mar- uh, uh, we've established that. Florida, What's this movie called? Uh, Doctor Strange multi- and Multiverse of Madness. It's an anagram for decent mom because they're uh, dethroning the Scarlet Witch. Okay, um, and the scene is a mall, the mall scene. Notice, Notice put, all the M's. Put up, yeah, put Reed Richards' death, and then that'll do it. And what she's doing, she's systematically marching through the amendments of the Constitution. Each one of the Illuminati characters on that uh, on the tribunal are the living embodiment of the constitutions of the amendment. And we also found them on the rotunda. Uh, these characters from Marvel are characters from the rotunda that are archetypes for our constitutional rights. And the Scarlet Witch marches through each one of them systematically. And she explodes, uh, uh, she explodes the First Amendment is the right to speech. She explodes his head. She seals his mouth so he can't talk and his head explodes. Uh, Reed here, she, uh, he becomes the right to rub air arms. The right to rub air arms, well, 3D printers, you can now print out your arms and she prints them like an ink cartridge and explodes him on the scene. In the whole, and then she systematically goes through the rest of your constitutional amendments one by one and there are huge statues lumbering right there. Right there, this moment, this trauma was seeding the Miami Mall event. And Reed Richards is the father of Victor Timely, 
who is in the Loki series now, who dies a hundred thousand times in an extremely similar way, he gets spaghettified. So they are echoing and passing the torch through our archetypal uh, cinema and then sparking up real world events. So we will have an increased likelihood of believing it because we mm. it was seeded so long ago in our consciousness. And then I, I forgot to mention, Florida is the Scorpio. And what was the one of those alien videos that popped up? Looked like a scorpion running around. Literally looked like a scorpion in Florida that is the Scorpio death card, corresponding to number four, Victor Timely, and Fantastic Four's father, Reed Richards here. It wasn't that the guy from The Office too, Donut? It looked just like him. It, was, it looked uh, just uh, like him. Is it Jim? Yeah. Look, James, Jim. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, that's wild. And even in Stranger Things, they got the mall scene as well. Uh, where awesome. they're great catch. Yeah, they're fighting the UFO alien in the mall with fireworks. And that was also the storyline. And while all this is in the, the mainstream consciousness, the new TMZ, which is Fox News, Disney Channel Corporation, releasing their new documentary where we got the whole jellyfish alien as well the squid which kind of looks like a spaghetti um right there it it's wild i'm gonna pull up that one video file i got downloaded of tucker carlson and kevin spacey um being frank with tucker see if i can whoops uh see if i could play so you're saying that people are saying that he's ai some people, yeah, some people are saying that's not really him, that he's AI, that this is a skit. And he was going on and on about a whole bunch of things. And towards the beginning, he does his monologue where they, he, it kind of like it's, it's a style where they're in the scene and then everything stops around him. He looks at the camera, he's addressing the audience directly. So he's talking to you directly. He says something and then he goes back again to talking to Carlson. And then Carlson is, he Kinda does like look having, AI. He looks AI for sure. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like you, you can't even trust your eyes anymore nowadays. So if you wait for it, he kind of looks over at the camera towards the beginning and and does like a like a monologue towards it right there. Boom! He looks at the camera. He's talking to the audience directly, and then he goes back to talking. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> you know what? You know what that Merry is. Merry Christmas to you too. He's, what he's, is, he's what hitting is this. He's hitting us with the witness. And now we need protection programs. Yeah. 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 We're he's we're be- the fourth wall or, yep, he's, or something. He's exactly. Making, he's making you're being up. initiated. You're you're yeah. witnessing the ceremony as yep. it's going. Guys, I gotta tell you, this came to me yesterday. Island is an anagram for denial. Denials. Denials. Every time we've been talking about island, island, we're subconsciously saying denial, denial. I think a lot of the language that is seeded into our culture is uh, actually uh, rinsing us. It's being rinsed. We're being insuranced constantly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That that look over was just... So I want to... I'm looking at the, the symbols, and that's wild, the denial part. And this is Christmas where, you know, Santa is an anagram for satan mm-hmm. um i really like the anagram aspect of things just scrolling through it that kind of looks like a masonic apron but i'm i'm just look look at the just, look at the the pillow next to him bro you see that pattern on there 
Are they penguins? No, on the on the other side. Look at the pattern on there. On the left. On the right. Okay. Oh, it's that. It's that. Uh, the P word. Yeah. It's it's. Oh, it looks like an apron to me. I see the uh, an envelope. You know, all the envelopes are Masonic. It does, doesn't it look like the 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 cast? I call it the castration envelope lately, um, <laughs> because I've been looking into the the like goddess cults. Um. Wow. Yeah. You I, know, I got I got to I got to say this. Overall, uh, what I see is a uh, Empress and Emperor card in the motif here. They are, uh, that's Cassiopeia and uh, Cepheus are both seated and enthroned very close to the North Pole star. Uh, now, who is who is is kind of up to interpretation. I'm inclined to say Spacey is the Empress female and uh, Carlson is Emperor. Um, makes, no, no, I don't know, but I no. I'd say Spacey is more of an emperor because I mean people people uh, go missing if you get what I mean. Yeah, you... it's I I agree. I could see it either way, but I gotta point at the zebra. The zebra mm. print of that chair. If that's what it is, it could be leaves. It's that might the be palm leaves, it looks like to me. Oh uh, bro, it, it looks like, like palm leaves. Too. He's definitely yeah. the emperor card. Because the palm is the Phoenix constellation that yeah. is uh Usually, it's on the Thoth decks shield of the Emperor card. Uh, that's a cool, but you see what I'm saying? Like, she has a luxurious soft chair, and the King's is kind of harder and firm. So, that's kind of why I made that guess on the gender because she's got the cush and he's got the stone. But mm -hmm. who knows? Who knows? Uh, but those two are close to each other in the zodiac, and um, uh, they. Yeah, they're very significant. We'll just say that. This is like the tree the quadrivium and the trivium. This is a holy three and a four combo. Yeah, you know, these tarot cards, they full of symbology and yeah. playing big shows with Hollywood actors. I mean, this isn't just your normal interview. Uh just like when Obama did his school presentation, it really seemed low budget. But I mean, it was all planned out. And when this came out, I I was sick. Um, what you got two Christmas trees behind them? Weird, I mean, right? It, Who has two Christmas trees in their house? Yeah, it's I don't a, know it, anybody with two Christmas trees in their house. It's a it's a inclusive Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. and then the part at the end where he's like again where he's crossing, he interlaces his fingers. And okay, he's using his hands a lot. If you look, he's he's using his hands a lot like a politician, but again, he's an actor, so you can't really tell what's going on if it's if this is for real, if it's not for real. You know is that very, very end or just towards the end? Towards uh, towards the end, somewhere towards the end. When I watched it, I watched when it first came out. I keep seeing uh, Carlson on the hot seat, and that's mm -hmm. kind of like a, his goose is cooked, right? If he's the gonzo, his goose is getting cooked right now. Oh, so he's in the hot seat. So you think that Tucker's interviewing him, but really it's like the opposite. And look, the fire is yeah. behind him too. <laughs> right, and he's wearing the sweater. So he's the one who's looking like he's hot under the collar all around. 
Shout out to Alex Stein. <laughs> Whenever I yeah. see you. That's his dad, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And B Real's my dad. I want to find this interlacing of the let me let thing. me find it for you on my end and then i'll yeah i'll, I'll show you Is, where it's at you know, what's on the back wall it looks like a blueprint to a dirigible it looks like a ufo to me on the top if you look at it real quick it might just yeah, what a, is that yeah, it might uh, be a boat but i mean could that be all oh, the humanity are we looking at like goodyear blimp or something let me see if i can get a I'll get a good screenshot and make it bigger. Wait, so, you know why I'm thinking that? I oh, this is great. I have a wild subconscious. Uh, I can I if that is a dirigible or something that flies, I think they are encoding. Um, La Puta is the floating <laughs> island from uh, Oliver Twist from the Oliver Twist tale is a floating island that the elites live on. And its name is Laputa. And you guys probably know what that means. I uh, do, yeah. But that floating island, guys, I'm here to tell you, they keep that thing alive in the consciousness for... Uh, thank you. Nice. This thing, it uh, they keep it alive for the sake of the utopian dream. And depending on if you're on the left or the right, you believe that utopia is in the future or it was in the past. Well, this is kind of playing on all of that mythology, and there's a lot of words and language that hail back to the elites are ruling us from this floating island city. Uh, it's got such a long provenance of legacy. But I just want to uh, I want to point out that this is our modern day Lolita Express, and wow. it's it's an anagram for Hunter Biden's laptop, Laputop. It's the Laputop. Whoa. <laughs> all right dude so it's like they're that's their hidden hyperspace kingdoms huh it is and they keep this in our mind they keep reminding us they won't let us uh believe that it doesn't exist they're perpetually yeah. seeding it in fiction and then telling us it doesn't it's not real but meanwhile ideologically people are either fixated on this is in the future or this was in the past or this exists now uh but yeah the utopian uh spell is profound with this so yeah this was the laptop and then i want to point out how hunter biden is like the uh you know he's that basement dweller black sheep of every single family he's like the least fortunate voodoo doll i've ever seen in my life wow um, dude but his uh, that's porn addiction for everybody like think of how these their family fuses into your family you probably have a hunter biden you haven't thought of yet and every time you read about Hunter Biden on some level, you were relate, relating to that person in your family. Yikes. 530 Donut is where he starts talking about what's true and what's false and when it comes together. Okay, gotcha. Um, whoa, what was that? Uh, bro. Netflix? What? Netflix? What is, did we just get incepted? What is that? <laughs> they just played the Netflix right there. Uh, so 530? 530, Five yeah. Oh, wow. It's right after 5.30. What the heck? That doesn't mean that you're gone, though, from Netflix. I don't, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but every time a person pulls up the Netflix app, you're there in some way. Have you seen this? Yes, you know what that is. Right here. Here, I'm going to just... I, I'm just going to play some creepy music so I don't get yeah copy right um so this is really interesting because he's talking about netflix almost like it's like another dimension like you know you're banned from there but you're kind of still there 
And dude, you just blew my mind slick with this whole hyperspace kingdoms in the sky, all this talk about the lists that we all right know about that. We know that they're not going to do anything about, and it's making me think it's something else that it's not even what they're talking. Dude, I don't know. I'm done. Yeah, they got to keep themselves on God status. If we have to constantly be reminded that they can do whatever they want and how small we are in relation to them. I want to point out Netflix in reverse is almost skeleton. And it's the coolest skeleton I've ever seen because you got to turn the F into an E. All you got to do is put one more stick on the F and it becomes X-E-L-E-T-E-N. It's skeleton almost. It's so cool. That's dope. That's dope. I'm going to play the I'm gonna play the clip real quick. Do it. I'm just waiting for the music to kick back on. It's oh, also song, it's also let G in as in Xi Jinping XI let G in. <laughs> I don't think it repeats. Put on loop. Man. Oh, there it goes. Boom boom. So it is bizarre that they decided to publicly cut ties with me on allegations alone, allegations that have now been proven false, because I don't think there's any question. Netflix exists because of me. I put them on the map and they tried to put me in the ground. Do, do you think within Netflix and the leadership suites that your influence is still felt? Well, according to your research, my influence is felt every time every customer opens the app. I'd say that's pretty powerful. Oh, that's true. When are you getting back to work, by the way? Well, I've been back at work from the moment we started talking, Tucker. So does that mean this? This is like super. <laughs> like bro, it's so creepy, dude. <laughs> it's so creepy, bro. It's bizarre. It's dude, really bizarre. You know, he said, since I put I put them on the MAP, you know what MAP is an acronym for? What's the music? This the way. No, What's no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the music playing. It's good. What's MAP, Slick? Come on, hit us, hit us with the with the truth, bro. Minor attracted parasites. Oh my goodness! Mm. Right. right, that was like uh, that was a thing. Yeah, that, that was, was like his, the whole thing, bro. <laughs> yeah, buddy, and I'll tell you the the. But they were talking about them the news the MAPs, right? Mm-hmm. And then one more thing, you know, QTs, when QTs came out, that was actually, uh, that was an alarm to all of the networks to cut ties, cut ties, mm. cut ties. And that was on Netflix. Right. And so there was a lot of, uh, a lot of paper shredding happening oh, wow. as a result of that choice for title. There was a lot of paper shredding. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, th- that's how the elite communicate is through this the part is coming up okay donna it's about to come up i'm gonna I'm play that this is like an episode or is it real well uh-huh. it's probably a little of both i mean tucker what's true what's false what's life what's art what's real what's performance i love it when these things intersect because then it gets interesting what role do you see yourself playing going Bruh. forward? How can you talk to someone like that? What if I came up on here and I was like, yo, Juan, that's how it, I don't know. You know, like how, but is he reading from a teleprompter there? Look at his face. Like, is he, what's he, what's he, it's the most bizarre thing. And I mean, people went crazy. 
over this. And it's like how he's saying, I started as soon as we started talking, bro. So at the end of the day, what's real, and what's not, it's like, whatever you want to believe is real and whatever is fiction is whatever you want it to be. Man. What? So that, that little hand gesture, you picked up on it, Donut. You saw it, man, the little hand thing. So I've been, I've been getting into the Ars Notoria and uh, like Socrates, I'm following in his footsteps. I'm studying rhetoric and the, you know, the rhapsodes and, they have uh, they have pre-assigned gesticulations with their hands that actually communicate things that are inseeded into our ancestors thousands of years ago. Mm. What you picked up on with this little weird hand magic. Well, that was Juan. Juan picked up on that. That yeah. is probably because Juan read that ours notoria a long time ago. The intermingling <laughs> and, of the fingers. And how do I how do I spell that so I could uh, A R S N O T R T A R I A. Ours, no. Ours notoria. It it's sounds so, like notorious, right? So I've got a, uh, I've got a huge reveal with this, and there's, uh, this is just wild. the The title of the Truman Show is only a couple letters away from the Trump Hand Show, <laughs> and so the Trump Hand Show is all of the Trump hands that people have to do if you want to imitate them. You have to do the hands, or else you're not imitating them. Well, what is weird is that just got handed over to DeSantis. And now DeSantis is doing the Trump hand show. And so this uh, this specific style of sign language is fascinating, but it was inseminated into our questioning reality of decades before. And now they put one more letter in there and we're looking at the Truman show plus the letter P basically. Uh, and everybody's going to question reality as a result. Yeah. So we're coming up on this, um, you know, wood dragon and the astro theology of it. Juan asked me, I've asked other people, um, what, what's your thoughts on this wood dragon, uh, year we're about to enter. Cause we've been in the year of the rabbit here. I'm going to just show real quick. Um, show you slick what I've been looking at for a while is the year of the rabbit or cat rabbit is on the moon and in the hollywood films the aliens and the rabbits they're super connected so i i feel like that that's a, a huge thing uh mm -hmm. you know and we're coming into this wood dragon have you looked at this at all or what's your thoughts on it even if you haven't looked at it yeah, buddy. Yeah, it does. It hits a it hits uh, two kind of opposites all at once, right? We've got the uh, the staff of Caduceus is totally in, in encoded in a wood and a dragon. You got the stick and the serpent. But I just want to point out that uh, um, what I see also on top of that it's a medical sign, but it's um the Caduceus is the one snake versus the uh, Asclepius. Am I getting that right? I might have that switched, but uh, that's important to know the difference of, <laughs> which I do not. But I want to say this: wood hits a major chord. I'm a, I'm picking up on the knowledge of the Stoics, where you can have like incredible amount of valuable information hiding inside of sensationalism, so that while everybody catches on to the emotional um, profanity, there's something underneath that 
that a stoic can still see clearly because they're not mm. intoxicated by the glamour of the sensational story. And so the drug and the intoxicant would be the dragon. Uh, dragons represent our, uh, our passions, our, our excessive desires, um, our needs even. Uh, and then the wood is represents like the inanimate, the stoic, the stillness, the centered one. Um, but I recently learned that uh, Aristotle used wood to describe like the word, the Greek words for wood to describe material. And I think that the Stoics have a, uh, a school that is still encoded with uh, botanical archetypes. And that's a whole weave on itself. Um, but then I'm just going to be really broad and say what I see in Wood Dragon, Year of the Wood and the Dragon, I see uh, a reconvergence of the East and West uh, uh, throwing down that uh, 1054 uh, East Orthodox versus Catholic divide. Uh, we recently deciphered on the Loki series that uh, astronomers got together for the Messier Marathon and discovered that in 1054, when that split happened, there were uh, astronomers in Asia who could confirm that the Crab Nebula was having an extreme uh, uh, stellar reaction. And so this east to west divide is hallmarked by the Crab Nebula explosion. Uh, and I'm seeing in Loki that there's uh, some sort of like uh, coming together, getting over the differences and maybe the east and west uh, see, being able to see eye to eye. And what's fascinating is I think our archetypes are secretly Eastern and their archetypes are secretly Western. And if we ever got together and told each other the inside joke of all the archetypes that were seated, we would have a full worldview. Whoa. Yeah. That's so really, I really in West oh, can the difference. So you think maybe like maybe uh the US or someone giving Taiwan over to China as like a peace agreement, um, something like that, maybe on the table. Right. And you know what else? I think that handoff is from Tokyo to Miami. I, I, okay. I think they're, uh, they're almost two or three degrees off from each other. And what, no, not Tokyo. I'm sorry. Hong Kong, whatever the, uh, the scene in Hong Kong that, uh, that those treaties expired recently, all of that enterprise is coming over to Miami. That, uh, that's the handoff I see. Wow. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, I mean, it goes super, super deep into a lot of stuff that I've been looking into with uh, the dollar. Um, Juan sent me a, a Tracy book on the peso. And oh, yeah, you got to read that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I read it, though, uh, when I was in Mexico because I had all these pesos. I still got them, you know, <laughs> and it comes from the Ultra Plus. Look at these mm. pesos. Like, I got them pesos on deck, son. Um, the dough, huh? Yeah, that's like 15 bucks. <laughs> no, it's probably more than that. It's probably like 25. <laughs> but the peso has that caduceus type stuff on the Ultra Plus, which was really prominent in America. And the symbol that I kind of have next to the dragon is the predictive programming of Bart Simpson with the 911. Well, the 11 oh. is on the Ultra Plus and it's on the dollar 
So you see the S with the one, one, the two pillars of Hercules. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that caduceus that you're talking about and the ultra plus and all that, just, you know, it, it's all connected in some, some magical way. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You know, I got a, I got another weave on the 11 now. Uh, and this, the, this 11 particularly, like the one that was seeding the, that day, uh, I, for many people, it has been a scroll. A lot of people have seen the two towers signifying a scroll. Um, and I have found a very fascinating scroll that might've gone overlooked. And it is the Theusidides history of the Peloponnesian war. And, uh, now, a lot of people think of that most tarot cards, there's a high priestess with the scroll. They say it's a Torah scroll. But before that, from a Hellenic Greek perspective, it's not a Torah. It's this Theusidides history of the Peloponnesian War. Say that three times fast. Mm. And it turns out there is a prophecy still in there that is hot on the tongue of all the on the world stage right now. It's it, I can't believe this artifact is hiding out in the high priestess um it's it's actually an artifact of the muse of history, and her name is Cleo, and she is often holding scrolls uh, and quills, and she'll be in a, a place with a bunch of scrolls thrown on the ground, kind of like a fallen library or Alexandria that was a museum more than it was a library. Um, there we go. So yeah, she is signified by the scroll, but I got to tell you guys about the Theusidides history of the Peloponnesian War. It... it uh, if you look up the Theusidides trap, it's such a hard word. Uh, maybe T H Y S U. Found it. Thank you. This trap was prophesized because of the war between Athens and uh, Persia was inevitable, and everybody knew it was coming. And there was nothing they could do. All you could do was get ready for it. It's like uh, you get to a certain point in a chess game and it's all pr uh, pretty much predetermined automatic. Mm -hmm. And that that dynamic is about to pop off around uh, the the rise of Ukraine and the, uh, the, uh, the it's actually a problem with China uh, testing the hegemony of America. And that has to happen. And everybody's been planning and there's books written about it and we're late to the party. But the cool thing is it was all preserved in the tarot. Interesting. And this is what you were talking about just like 30 minutes ago, right? Yes, this is, and it's a bit of a prophecy. If you ask me, this guy has taken it and he's marketed it and made it sound modern, but it's, a, it's ancient. And it's just a, it's a, just a war strategy. That's inevitable. Just mm -hmm. like the chess game. Nice. That's wild. And have you ever heard of the Engedi scroll? Have you ever heard of that slick? Uh uh. Engedi, like I N G. No, E N dash Getty, G E D I. It's a scroll. I thought you were talking about that at first because it's. Um, no, that's a, that looks like Engedi, kind of. By the Essenes. Allegedly by the Essenes, it was written. It's a, a text, ancient Hebrew. And it was contains portion of the biblical book of. Leviticus, and yeah, and I just found it interesting. Here we're talking about prophecies that are, you know, to come and all that stuff. And I mean, these scrolls, I always wonder what was before the Nag Hammadi and before the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? What 
what was the stuff that we didn't hear about that was discovered that's being held in some vault somewhere without being translated and all the knowledge that's being held from us right right you know uh i gotta i gotta weave i'm on right now um i don't have my graphic with me but i could talk you guys through it real quick and it is it's not going to help anybody but it it's kind of going to show us their fingerprints so they can't get us again you know uh it's a i i i love the technology but i resent when i'm too late to the party i wish i had this a year ago maybe two years ago but the pcr test it turns out i'm looking into kerry mullis in a whole new light uh he's got a book called dancing in uh i think it's dancing naked in the mind it might be the book and uh at first i was just a little uh I don't know. My curiosity was piqued because I kept seeing him pick uh, in pictures carrying his surfboard. He's got the surfer persona. And uh, I just thought it was coincidence and maybe even that it was uh, I was being whatever Mandela by, by my own algorithm. But then I found out that's actually the cover of his book. It's it's a huge part of his persona and I'm tripping. So I'm looking into his story about how a psychedelic raccoon gave him the ingredients to how to make the PCR to get himself in the Nobel Peace Prize to become this high priest of of high renown to even write this book and have a cocky blase attitude guys this is the magus card this right here on his cover the color scheme everything he's doing right now is the magus dancing in the minds dancing naked in the minds man it's the uh thoth deck magus card is absolutely carry mollusk I'm putting a K on the end because of, um, uh, there's a strange seashell by the seashore encode around the sea urchin emergency that uh, E equals MC squared caused the world to collapse recently. So, so explain who this guy is. What is a PCR? He won oh, this. Hey, I found somebody who doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, okay. So this is uh, this is the guy who discovered way before the lockdowns. He discovered the ability to detect any molecule at all from any sample uh, in proportion to how thoroughly you test it. So they could nasal swab you and they could find uranium if they wanted to. Uh, they just have to put it through a certain cycle threshold. They can find anything. So uh, this is that guy. He invented the PCR nasal swab test. But I got uh, what's this? It says right here. It says, what if I had not taken LSD ever? What if uh -oh. I he said he took it, I think. I've the PCR. Yeah. So the LSD goes into him as well. So he's giving the LSD the uh, the credit for being his muse. <laughs> nice. And in the so he goes on this trip and he sees a raccoon. Well, raccoon is an anagram for Corona. And it's also seated in uh, uh, video games, whatever that zombie video game was with the raccoon corporation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Resident raccoon. Evil. Yeah, Resident Thank Evil. You. Right. Thank you. So, so this raccoon spirit that was radiating and glowing in his psychedelic vision, it is also Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> right. And uh, it, so the facet, what gets me is if you look at the Magus card, the surfboard he's holding right there is the surfboard from the tarot deck that was made in 1947. And it's called the Magus Thoth. Uh, if you put Thoth Magus card, um, but, uh, if you can find three, three Thoth Magus card, three types, 
It turns out, guys, the PCR has a process, a procedure, a three-step procedure. Yes, that one in the top, top left. left. Thank you. The three steps of the PCR procedure, and y'all can look at this up. Uh, I've got some graphics that make it real expedient. But the first, can you zoom in a little on it? Yeah. Yep. The first category is called denaturing, which, li- which translates to the breaking of bonds. Think of what happened to the homunculus of the masses in the past couple of years. The first mm-hmm. stage is denaturing. The second stage of the PCR test is called annealing. Annealing, this card is signified by what happened to George Floyd. George Floyd died in annealing. Look at the colors. Look at the details. Look at the chauvinistic posture of the character on the top. The guy's name was David Chauvin, and it looks like a swastika kneeling on a... a, a I, it's it's so darwinianly sick i hate i hate seeing these spells but the the george floyd thing was a kneeling ritual that is the second phase of the pcr test and what is the third phase elongation <laughs> elon e l o n g a t i o n is is the third and final phase of the pcr test And now I'm going to throw you guys a nice fat anagram out of the phrase. That's PCR stands for polymer, uh, polymer chain reaction PCR. That those letters are an anagram for polyhymnia CERN rhetorica NPCs. Polyhymnia is the muse of mind control speak. Rhetorica is the muse of politicians using hand gestures to control your 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 emotions and npc is what we call people who listen to rhetorica people who are receptive to polyhymnia people who will go along to get along to go through the drill and when i say drill i am talking about the auguries when they swiped your nose they were reading the auguries of your ancestors uh, if you look at the one on the left, he's d- balancing a little stick off his fingertips. That is the ads tool. That is the nasal swab. That's the freaking nasal swab, fellas. Oh, look, here's the Memphis right, the Orphic egg. Mm-hmm. That, so this is was like in the beginning of the year, the egg rituals may be playing a part of. Yeah. Maybe not, though, but it just these these are full of symbolism. And, and you know, um, I was pointing my two books I just got. There's it's missing one other cover, but I knew there was something up because it's the same book, the Leviathan Illuminatus, but one is it's peaceful, yellow submarine with two people looking at it, and then this octopus eats it. And so like it's sort of it reminds me of the same thing. And I know that uh Robert Anton Wilson took a lot of stuff from Crowley and in his works. Look at the guy on the far right. It's like the scene that you played earlier with Mr. Yeah, Fantastic. The off- right. Isn't that something? He got in long, he got elongated. Mm-hmm. It's the spaghetti. Yes. Yeah. And now this this there are a lot of details I'm I might be missing, and some people are gonna pick up things I didn't even see, but I just want to mention also I've researched a, a new psychological mm, uh procedure that's coming down the chute it might be bigger than i realize yet uh but it's called polyvagal theory 
And strangely enough, polyvagal theory has three phases to it that also map up to the same exact cards. And so I think polyvagal theory is, uh, is already been lined up to be the next uh, big harvest for, you know, what they did with the sanatoriums after the wars, the sanatoriums become the next investors boom. Yeah, so what, what can you say what this is or is it that bad? Well, it's a, it's essentially a three-step process of like either you're kind of happy or you're in the middle with, with your life or you're way down in the dumps. It's so simple. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's playing to a common denominator that hurts my feelings that it exists. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but it does correspond with the three-step process of the PCR that I think these uh, all play together for uh, the Overton window and social social engineering on a mass scale. And I'm going to buy his book. I'm going to buy um, uh, Magus's book, uh, Carrie Mollusk, as I call him. I'm going to buy that book because I think it's going to tell me more about the tarot cards than it tells me about science because he's propped up to be a mouthpiece for conspiracy culture. People are going to take that book and, and buy it and circulate it to try to prove their point. But I'm here to tell you, he is a dynamic construct of the highest order. And I don't, I'm I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not saying people who do tarot cards are evil. I'm saying the military industrial complex knows how these systems work very well. Yeah, it's deeply rooted into the psyche, the soul of mm-hmm. people. Just the three-step process is immobilization is we freeze like fight or flight, right? So it's fight or flight or just kicking it, it seems like. Right. And then that's another thing about a uh denaturing so for many generations they told people that there's either two things you either run you uh, either run or you fight and then some people are, are just coming around to be like no way you can freeze that's a third option and so it kind of is a paradigm shift there the fragile of their paradigm is shattered but there's a fourth option y'all and we're just catching up with it and the ladies kind of might be wired for this option and that is uh it's another f word we'll just call it feed Sometimes when some people get excited, they get aroused sexually and you can smell it. It's pheromonal. Interesting. I know that. uh, I don't know how long I got you for slick. Um, I got, I got to run donut. So everybody make sure to go subscribe to the homoncologist channel, the one-on-one podcast. I'll drop that link down here in the, the comment section tjojp.com um, and chosenjuan.com as well sign up for the new up and coming comic book i'm dropping soon so i wanted I to ask you. slick just a couple more questions i don't know how long i got you slick um on, you cat, on, buddy? on cat williams i think because <laughs> i'm catching up on i appreciate you juan thank you so much yeah, dude thanks for having me slick oh always good seeing you brother and we'll link up here again soon in this week or something we'll figure something out thank you again donut bye-bye everyone Thanks for the invitation, buddy. You're my chosen one. So, Cat Williams, he's, I've been, you know, I was under the weather for two weeks straight. So, I missed out on all the news. I was watching it, but I couldn't report on any of it. Some days I couldn't even look into it. I don't know if you look, I don't know if you looked into it at all, but I could just show you some symbols and just what your thoughts, or maybe you did look into it. Um, not, but not, not very much, but fire, uh, fire up some symbols. I got a little glimpse of it, but yeah, let's, let's go in. 
Okay. So Cal Williams is going super viral right now. And he's talking about rituals and calling people out. He was in a movie just a year or so ago where he was a vampire and they brought up the Illuminati. So it's kind of like that is what's trending. That's what's popular. The number one show is Squid Games, which is about the Illuminati gambling people. Uh, Then the second biggest show was Wednesday, which was about a secret nightshade society that they were all part of. So this is like a, a very popular topic. And it's like, this is the guy who brought Elise under the production Hollywood company for pot smoking to me in my generation. And because this Friday came out or next Friday, next Friday came out when I was in the fifth grade, which really brought in that for everybody. When I was growing up in Vegas, that everyone started smoking weed in the fifth grade when that movie came out. And so is he controlled opposition or is he part of the thing or whatever? When he was doing this interview, he brought up a huge Illuminati number 201, like event 201. I'll play the clip real quick. Audition number 201, 200 black comedians. Aud- so he brought up the 201. Very strange, very strange because you got event 201, which is John Hopkins, which goes into skull and bones, which goes into the whole schooling system. And I even have a slide to to show that. But on his necklace, he has the Ishtar, eight-pointed star of Polaris on his neck. I'm trying to look for this uh, symbol. I got it somewhere. I got all this. There's so many, so many slides up. Hold up. So that Ishtar is a super, super powerful uh, symbol because it connects to so many things. Uh, um, but I'll just, uh, uh, before while you're pulling it up, uh, the hashtag is an eight-pointed star. The classic asterisk is an eight-pointed star. The way we used to make it when it had the, you know, the old asterisk. But it's in the word hashtag and asterisk all have a philological tie into the uh, the eight pointer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just looking at it. I thought it was interesting. And also, the colors of the diamonds are black and white. You know, it's uh totally. something. But uh, his tour is the dark matter tour, and I noticed in the middle it looks like a ninety six. And this is a huge occult number, the Hoover Dam. 96 people died building it. I don't know if you just see any symbolism in all of this at all. Yeah, man. The um, maybe even Typhonian, you know, it kind of looks like the emoji for a for a toroid. Kind of has that uh six nine look to it. And um and uh, Typhon is very, uh, there is a strong, uh, big up to Mario Garza and his digs on, uh, the Typhonian order and set, uh, some of the set club puts that, uh, yeah, uh shout out to Mario. yeah, to, to cancer. Um, but did I see, uh, uh, did I see, uh, the highway 66 tied in somehow? So, yeah, I brought up a highway 66 just because, uh, you got George 
Bush and iPad Goat was next to an FF, which is 66. Yeah. Cat Williams has the FF all over his clothing. And recently, Obama was next to the F. Um, so yeah, I just. Yeah. And I just, uh, go to the Obama one. Look how the letters that he just happens to be by almost spell fight. You know, it's like hmm. almost spell fight. That's cool. So uh, in the Route 66, you kind of do a little twist and it turns into that sigil that is in the center of his mark. And uh, Highway 66 is, a f- is uh, you know. Um, sure, it does. It's like the 6-9 if you twist it. Yeah. If you, if you give it a twist. Yeah. Uh, and you know about the 6 is the loyalty seat in uh, the Enneagram. It has a strong relationship to loyalty and obedience. And if okay. And number six has that strong shadow of fear, right? In the Indian right. association. Right, right. Yeah, my dad, he's a six. Yeah, I think mine too. <laughs> uh, and, um, oh, Highway 66 used to be the Mojave Desert. It was called the Camel Highway uh, because they literally had camels would move your tobacco all through the southern states. It's like a trade route through the desert. And I just got to point out, Mojave is a philological tie to the Maccabees. Really? The Maccabees. And that is some desert folk <laughs> from the right. Middle East. They were very remote uh, sect of old, old history. Um, but then also that camel highway that carries tobacco and uh, was circulating through the generations before when tobacco was a big, you know, Bacchanalian regular thing. Everybody lighted up and filled God, it was crazy. Remember in the theaters, people smoking in theaters? It's so called Camel Highway? Yeah, the Mojave, that Route 66 was once a Camel Highway. I think was a, might have had a proper noun attached. But because they were moving the tobacco on uh, pack animals. And so Joe Camel, the cigarette icon of Joe Camel, is tied into this tobacco roots of our agricultural uh, uh, bedrock of of America. And what's amazing is that we have of uh, we had a vice president named Joe, and right now we have a vice president named Kamala. And so Joe Joe Camel what was pushing he was pushing vice he was pushing vices on our ancestors. And now they are literally the vice president in position and the president above them. And what's everybody dropping dead from lung diseases. Hmm. And so subconsciously we know that they're claiming all the body count. They want us to give them the blame, but they also want us to have many reasons to associate it with them. But also I think the, you know, the, the redemptive value of this, the lesson of this is don't smoke. <laughs> yeah. half less vices that's easy that's a good lesson i can get behind that it's hard it's hard yes uh, nicotine is the hardest thing i'm still addicted to it i'm trying to get off of it um but it it messes with your brain where uh, the same neurotransmitters are telling you you need water so like it's the hardest thing to get off of and isn't that interesting about the camel the camel has that relationship to water. Yeah, all the milk in their camel homes. <laughs> that's, another, <laughs> that's another thing from It's Always Sunny. Uh, yeah, and the camel, there's tons of occult symbols in 
that uh the packaging it's the gimmel and also you got the naked guy uh, on there as well there's so much to it yeah buddy can you pull up uh the priestess card the thos yes. priestess card this is weird like uh i know I, ma I make claims that they're putting words in our mouths but sometimes i get evidence that is like uh they're not just putting any words in their in our mouths they're putting words in our mouths that make us feel like we're insulting their mantle but it turns out we're actually uh it was their mantle all along uh, the priestess card is uh, in the Greek pantheon. She's depicting, it's Capricorn, and it's depicting Hera, uh, who is one of her, uh, her epithets is white-armed Hera. And so you can see how white these arms are here. And uh, she is a number two, right? And the number two personality type is a giver with a shadow of pride. Well, she is giving great abundance. She's giving good vibrations. She probably smells amazing because she's anointed in all the sacred spices. So that wafting air coming off of her is uh, telling us a great amount. But look at her toes and what's under her toes. Is, is this camel toe Hera? Are, are we looking at a mantle that camel toe Hera? Is camel right? toe. Camel toe, yeah. There's camel toe right there. It was cooking all along. It's so like a 33 right there. Nice. Three, three, three. It looks like threes. Three, three, three. Yeah. Camel. That's funny. So she, uh, her family is, uh, have roots in Jamaica. Uh, and then they have roots in India in Tamur or Tamil, uh, is a uh, Southeast of India. But what's fascinating to me and her genealogy is, uh, kind of scrambles in both wherever you try to pin it down, it gets kind of gray real quick. But it is, there are some royal influences in there. But what's fascinating to me is Lady Frida Harris, same last name, was the artist who made this deck, who uh, was very, uh, had a strong affinity for in India and ended up being buried in uh, Northwest India. Uh, so I think there's a strong chance that there's some family lineages uh, in the seat of the vice president, which gives blood sanguinity to this tarot deck. And now I'm not divining future outcomes. I'm not, I'm not doing any, I'm trying to disseminate the magic. Right. And what is fascinating is there's a chance that the vice president, all that limelight and energy and all that con, uh, channeling our, whatever, our attachment, we'll just call it that is, uh, might be playing into their cards all along. Hmm. Yeah. You know, um, Ani Asaru has been doing a lot of breakdowns uh, connecting Biden to, I don't want to say the word, but being removed or uh, perishing because um, of some Saturn-Jupiter thing happening. I, I, I could be wrong with the different plasma planets, but I guess whenever Saturn and Jupiter something happens um there's a lot of assassination attempts and it makes me think of elon though but because elon's birthday is june 28th which is the same day franz ferdinand was uh taken out by the black hand which launched world war one yeah and it had that had uh the license plate that predicted the day it would happen and the day that the war would end it 
Or no, it predicted the day that war would end. So on France, Ferdinand license plate, there was predictions on that on his license plate. Yes, that I think it came true twice. And I don't know if it was the day of the assassination, but I do know it was the end of the war was on the license plate that started the war. And there was something wow. else, like another echo of the same number because it became an urban myth, you know, so people were echoing it. But, you know, I got something on the Biden assassination uh, uh, that uh, would be cool to parallel because if he's coming at it from a different angle and I'm like, I'm coming from another whole nother story that kind of doubles the chances. But my my thing is about the 20 year curse of Tent Squadawa from the Battle of uh, Tippecanoe. And the Battle of Tippecanoe uh, uh, brought a curse from uh, upon the general from that battle who ended up going into the presidential elections and he carried the curse in with him. And then every president on this 20 year rhythm uh, did die. In fact, if they're elected, uh, inaugurated on a year that ends in zero on a 20 year cycle, then uh, they had they all uh, the, they came true up until um, I think Nixon was the first fail, and then Bush Senior dodged a uh, dodged a bullet. There were two failed attempts that it did not come true. But what is fascinating is that Biden is lined up again because he was inaugurated on the on the 2020. So this 20 year curse has him in the crosshairs. And what is really fascinating about this curse is um, the year it was cast was a year for a lunar standstill cycle. Uh, around 1811, they say that the Mississippi ran in reverse. There's a lot of uh, gamatria magic about that. The word river is 5555 in septenary. So it flows in reverse in your subconscious. So um, the Mississippi River was flowing a different direction. In the year 1811, thereabout, there was a huge event around a, a lunar standstill eclipse that caused uh, earthquakes. Uh, uh, Mississippi went backwards. And I think we had a year with no summer was part of the fallout. Uh, now, you might have to uh, piece these artifacts together. I don't know if, uh, like, you might have to look up uh, 1811 River uh, Mississippi goes backwards because they're not going to associate it to this battle. Okay. But the battle is where the curse came from. And the funny thing about this uh, eclipse is it was a lunar standstill, which gives it an 18.6 year orientation. So it actually syncs up with the curse of the presidents just about because it's a 19 year cycle and the curse is a 20 year cycle. So this thing is uh, syncing up with, eclipses and dead presidents in the potency in wow. the potency of it is beautiful now i'm gonna i'm gonna go way out on some speculative branches let's just say that america was the egypt and that maybe i'm reading the breastplate of tent squad correctly maybe that breastplate does indicate that he's a priest of lunar cycles and it's been 12 lunar standstills since that curse kicked off and there are 12 stones in the breastplate of the high priest of the ephod who goes to the high mountain to commune with the sky. And one of those stones on his breastplate is a ruby. And Ruby Jackson took out a ruby, no, ruby, what's his name? That killed Oswald. 
Mm. Ruby, oh, he's the mafioso that killed Oswald. Ruby, not Jackson. Uh, Jack, yeah, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. Thank you. Jack Ruby took out the guy who took out Kennedy. And that is, I think, a stone in the uh, in a, a notch on the continuation of this curse. And we're coming on the 12th one. And so there's a one and a two. Mm -hmm. that... um, and the one and the two is very uh, Joaquin Boaz, Boaz Joaquin, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, uh, but it's also on um, uh, measures of matrix of the metrics of the realm. Uh, the 12 inches, 12 months, all these things are kind of linchpinned into the one and the two. Uh, but it, of course, it can also flip because we read all things in two directions on the Slick Dissident channel, uh, which gives it the universe card. 21 is the number of the universe card, which is uh, in its own right, a completion uh, and kind of an artificial intelligence nod. Uh, oh, in uh, most tarot decks, it's the world card would be how it's associated in the deck I use. It's called the universe card. And that card is very mystical. It has a lot. Uh, I think Carl Jung's Agathodamon ring is encoded in that universe card. So this 201 spell, I'm going to just say it has a lot of collectivism value, kind of like all in one shot because the world card signifies like bringing it full circle, snake eating its own tail. Beginning was the end. We started with 12 and now we're at 21. So we're coming back around on the cycle. Uh, mm -hmm. Blackjack, too. BJ. B21. Yeah, Blackjack. Right, right. Yeah, you got you got me hip to that. Now, we're, we're speaking of moons, and you know a lot about Carl Jung, and I asked you on your live stream about spiders. So Bohemian Grove, for example, it says spiders come not near, weaving spiders. You know, I'm not really sure what that's all about, but the – I think that play something because you got this civil war movie coming out. This is the big topic. You got leave the world behind had all the deers, but civil war has Kirsten Dunst in it. Who's been in hiding and now she's out and it's a 24, which is one, two, four, but 2024. Anyway, um, it's coming out by the guy who made 28 days later. And 28 is the moon cycles, according to a lot of the ancients. So this turtle has the 28 shells and then the 13 months or, you know, um, even the scarab, Egyptian scarab beetle goes and curls up. And then in 28 days, it turns into a beetle. So this 28 is something I'm looking out for. I've been looking into the biohazard sign because it looks like moons, but I've been connecting it to maybe a turtle in a sense because the 28 days later, I thought it looked like a turtle and you got six like stripes on it. And I was looking at the Native American, one of the tribes, I'm not sure which tribe but it looked like the six. It's just something I'm, I'm looking at. I don't even know what I was going to ask you. Dude, that's <laughs> great. No, I dig this. I dig this a lot. Uh, You're well, talking about moon cycles and stuff like that. So I brought, right. that's yes. why I brought that up. Yeah, man. Yeah. 28 is a, it's so super heavy. You know, it's like 
kind of the harmonic resonance between moon and Saturn all, tends to land on a 28 very heavily. A good call on the turtle thing. You know, I got something on the turtle. Um, the turtle is specifically a symbol of the muse, uh, Irato, uh, E-R-A-T-O, and she's the muse of erotic love. Not to be confused with lust, by the way. Uh, I think that's important that lust gets like a different category kind of, but Arato, uh, um, her symbols are turtle doves and also turtles. But hmm. the turtle was seduced by Mercury on his first day to come into the cave so Mercury could gut the turtle and betray it, really, and turned it into the first harp. And so hmm. this is kind of an initiatory symbol. And while he's playing it, he he writes some erotic poetry. Uh, so it's uh, consummates the turtle aspect of Arato from the lyrics he writes. But then he goes on a caper. He gets in some trouble in the first court battle takes place. And he uses the turtle to both seduce the judges and his jury and his, of, of heavenly peers and uh, he hypnotizes him. He, he literally hypnotizes him. But then he also uses that turtle harp as a bargaining tool and exchanges it for uh, Apollo's staff uh, so that they could get over their differences from the first day. So there's a lot of strong mercurial and erotic, kind of juvenile erotic implication to that turtle. I wonder if that's the whole like turtles chocolate. Like I'm sure there's a with valentine's day and yeah. turtles yeah that's that's wild yeah i got you know so many slides up so many different things that i've been looking into but since we're talking about turtles the number one topic is the the jewish ninja turtles <laughs> that are oh um, whoa no yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just saying the uh you know the the, the whole tunnel uh stuff Oh my it, gosh! Like, is that? Did you make that up, or is that a joke or a gif out there somewhere? No, it's it's just a joke. I think I did see like somebody also made it up, but yeah. you know, I'm always connecting. That's cute. <laughs> connecting stuff, yeah. That's super cute. You know that. What's, does, this, what's the sign first before we get into that? Do you know? Yeah, that's Masonic. Um, it's a it's an uh, an M. And uh, it's hailing to this is a it's Machiavelli really it's really Machiavelli cool. yeah I think it's going to Machiavelli um, really was Machiavelli a uh, uh, Mason uh, I don't know but a lot of um, if you want to be in the elite echelons of any court or uh, governmental body he's like required reading right um, well and, Machiavelli the prince yeah, yeah Machiavelli yep. Yeah. Hey, there, to the Medici, I write you this book. Uh, I don't care about your book. I got these. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Ooh. You got it. Yeah, man. Um, um, yeah, that uh, because Machiavelli, he gave the face to what everybody for many generations associated with, you know, the Christ image was that uh, uh, what, Caesar Borgia. And so everybody attached to the image of Caesar Borgia, thinking that that was what Jesus looked like. And that's cool. You got to, some people need that. But what's fascinating is that that channels admiration into a system. Yeah, buddy, there it is. There it is. The prince, he, his fingerprints are on so much more than we ever can fully appreciate. You know, Hobbes, people thought Hobbes was the godfather of social, uh, 
of political science, but then uh, we had to knock that down and go all the way back to Machiavelli. It goes back that far. So yeah, I think that's a hail to him. Wow. So that's a hail to Machiavelli, which makes a lot of sense because Tupac, you know, that's how I got into Machiavelli was because of Tupac, which is, you know, West Coast. Sure, he's from New York, but is West Coast branded and he dropped his Machiavelli album and his clothing brand. And that's what got me interested in learning about the philosophy of Niccolo Machiavelli and The Prince, which was a very difficult read uh, for me because I didn't know how to really read. Um, so I read, that's why my book is so uh, worn because I've read it so many times because, you know, when you're a kid, you, you want to know about power and all that. And uh, the West side connection, you know, uh, bow down. I, that's interesting. Um, yeah. But it makes me think of, you know, Cali and here's the thuggy right, uh, who worshipped Cali, and they killed over a million people, the Secret Society. Oh, my goodness. I'm not, I'm not going to bring this up, but if Juan's watching. <laughs> Paul uh, <Cruz. laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to, because he's working on a huge presentation. Um, but, wow, I got I to gotta send him this. I'm going to screenshot that because, oh, that's wild. Um, but, like, the, the sort of the thuggy I saw in this new movie, and uh, you know, that's a secret society and the thug life for Cali, they, they sacrificed for Cali and then in Cali, that's where thug life's coming from. So, uh, interesting. What were you going to say? Um, well, uh, Tupac in reverse is kaput and they they definitely put some caps in Tupac. (laughs) Sure. Uh, oftentimes, uh, their demise seems to have been, uh, uh, whatever built in built in somehow when you but what's fascinating about that is you see it in hindsight it's after he's gone you're looking backwards well you got to read his name backwards and then you realize oh cap put he was kaput uh yeah and the thing about machiavelli about this hand sign i'll say this part of the reason why i was drawn right away another confirming fact is machiavelli used the middle of his ciphers as a starting point and start in the middle is kind of a, he does like a line counting and chapter counting and weird numerology, but that is a, uh, his signature move is to use the middle of the book or the middle of the chapter, the middle of the paragraph and build out from the middle. So when those fingers come together like that, that's literally the uh, uh, ritualizing that Machiavelli middle path. Wow. That's that's incredible. That's inc- I'm I'm happy I brought it up. I could talk about Machiavelli for forever. Um, I heard that he's not even the bad guy that everyone made him out to be. But you know, I don't know enough about it. But uh, but uh, I wanted. Have you looked into the the tunnel stuff at all? I read this book oh, most yeah. recently, and it always goes into alien stuff. Like the beginning of the book, it starts starts it off with how ufology is obsessed with tunnels and while the jewish tunnels are all over the news um the miami aliens are all over the news it's a secret underground bases deep into ufology and this isn't a ufo book this is an actual guy looking into uh the tunnels all around 
America. Um, but it just seems like that mythos of the alien mythos is all over the place. I'm not sure what you have looked into with yeah, that topic. So I've got the same book. I did not read it yet. Um, uh, big shout out to my buddy, uh, Craig Jones. The audio is kind of... Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, is that better? Much better. Yeah, much better. My bad. Uh, so, yeah, big shout out to uh, Snake Jones for gifting me that book. Um, uh, oh, you have that book too? I have the same exact copy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so the domes are a fascinating thing. You know, I will. I want to. I want to start on the Sibyls. The Sibylline oracles are said to be underground uh, prophetess who is perched up on a special chair so she can breathe in the fumes of the Pythia, said to be a rotting serpent that can give her the ability to prophesize. Um, and she speaks in tongues, and then there's a translator, and it's actually, lo and behold, the translator is the guy who actually is telling you what you needed to hear all along. And that's the origin, that's the origin of the Delphi effect, coming into a situation, and then they, you come out with a pre-planned outcome. Uh, so the Sibylline oracles would go to the temple of Delphi. And so the Delphi effect is basically they already knew what they were going to tell you. Uh, you get uh, you get the miracle you needed, not the miracle you wanted. That's the Delphi effect in a nutshell. Uh, so these Sibylline oracles are underground, but archetypally they've stayed underground in our consciousness throughout the mythology in fascinating ways. And I think that civility is rooted in this hidden dragon speak of the Sibylline uh, programming. And it, this, is a, this is a really large and vast rabbit hole, but essentially let's just, uh, I'm going to say it metaphorically, that our language is uh, speaking in double tongue on other levels than the, one, the level you think that is meant to be conveyed. And subliminally, the Sibylline oracles are very powerful uh, subverters of expectation and speaking things that you don't even realize you're hearing on a level that you may or may not know you're receptive to. And so this is um, kind of like the tunnels of the mind, of the consciousness of man in certain ways. And so when you mentioned Ninja Turtles, that really uh, pulled on my Sibylline research um, because I often wonder about the uh, Ninja Turtles uh, being a, a vast, a bigger program than I ever realized. And part of the reason I say that is because the card that represents the Overton window in my uh, project, it's the adjustment card. It's the one card that uh, Crowley changed its name from justice to adjustment. And the last letters on it are like T-M-N-T. It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is all, And then I look at the color of the card. I'm like, no, that's a coincidence. And then the color of the card is like, well, it's green. And I'm like, oh, well, does it have shells on it? Yeah, it's got half shells. It's got half shells. The justice card is holding these scales that are half shells. Is this encoding the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And so I look at the fake close on the face and he's wearing, it's wearing a mask just like the Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So the Sibylline dragon tongue inseminating our consciousness it's so vast and wide. And I think this card is holding the Ninja Turtle reveal in a major way. Even uh, April O'Neil might be in here a little with a microphone, right? 
So this is the TMT, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles card. Wow. And you're bringing up the Sibylline books. Now, is there a connection to Sibel? Because you got Mithra cults, right? Yes. That went down into the Mithraeum underneath the ground. All these ancient religions and societies worshiping the mother goddess would go underground, even for the quasi-cultural knowledge of the Masons going into the caves. Um, is the Sibylline, sounds like Sibel. Is there a connection to Sibylline and Sibel? Yeah, buddy. This this question you just asked me is going to broaden your horizons to dangerous levels. It turns out uh, the word Sibyl is one of the words that, uh, you, that scholasticism gives you permission to spell any possible way you can conceive of to spell it because that's how many different sibyls there have been all around all over proliferated in all the languages so this word you cannot spell incorrectly and so the word civility and keeping people in line and having a, you know having a good sense of like i respect my mom so i'm going to treat this woman the way i would treat my mama well, that is a cornerstone bedrock of our DNA, and this is what it's based on. But what's dangerous is they know that is in our nature, and so they've used that cornerstone for our, our, our culture and our expectation of the realm to remain civil. That's why you open doors for other women is because she liked your mama. Well, that's Sybil. She's the Sybil. This is the prophetess of the private side of the family. It is, it is powerful, uh, but... I think it's so powerful, it warrants questioning and re-examining without insulting anybody's mom or the divine feminine or whatever. We need to look at this word civility because that is also what the Masons put in place. It's civility. So Seville, civility, Sibel. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I've been looking into the uh, Lucinian mysteries and they worship Demeter and what I was really interested is in Matthew Eretz's article on his Substack. He's been breaking down how the Rockefellers, the MK Ultra, and the alien agenda is all connected. And um, so a lot of my research stems from Matthew Eretz. So shout out to him. And I was looking at these pictures, and a lot of pictures have this barley wheat you know and this is where the mk ultra lsd was stemming from because they were doing the hallucinogenic cocktails in these mystery cults where i feel like it's straight connected to what's going on now where you got these big podcasts talking about the aliens and the ufos um be and in mixing it with the the drugs to set up a new religion i think they want to wipe out all the abrahamic religions and just have them all kill each other and divide and conquer so i think that's on the agenda but all the people that are left over having them take all these psychedelics to reset their autonomic nervous system for imprint like imprinting of the abrahamic gods or what you're talking about too how there's like a deep connection to certain truths that are just in our consciousness with the prc system uh where they can put in your nose and kind of 
anyway, the guy who created LSD, he's like one of the main guys who was studying these, uh, the Lewis's, Lewis's, I'm always saying it wrong, but Aleister Crowley also, he was really into it. There's just a huge connection. And even the Illuminati symbol of Adam Weishaupt um, has that wheat barley where LSD is coming from or these hallucinogens. I feel like there's something to it. You could kind of see it on the left at the very top. Um, but you also see it here when I look up Sabelle, um, some of the imagery there. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, buddy. No, just yes, bringing up stuff. I'm not. I'm not making a point or anything. I'm just bringing up stuff. I'm looking into. I got you. I got you. You know. Uh, so LSD was uh, uh, has a strong root in Switzerland. Um, okay. Basel, Switzerland, was the school of a great many influencers of the realm, starting with Nietzsche. Also, uh, Jung came out of Basel. Basil is an anagram for Sybil and Sebal. And again, you can any way you want to, you can't spell this word wrong. Uh, and of course, L's and R's are allowable. So uh, that civil and uh, uh, cyber. Oh, even, um, mm, okay, here's another one. Kyber crystals are what uh, make a lightsaber possible, right? Kyber crystals. Right. Well, the words uh, saber, if it was a saber, it needs to be curved. And lightsabers aren't curved, but they're still calling it a saber. This is a hail to the Sybil. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And now this is a cornerstone of, 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 of getting along in the world. So I'm, I feel like a jerk being the one to be like, yeah, it's, it's, civility is the problem. Well, civility is uh, augmentable. It's controllable. It is the Overton window. It's uh, it's not as permanent as you thought it was. So that so I just want to be careful about this word because it is. It's a sensitive. Uh, well, yeah, it's the same thing as like the Agenda 2030s of we or the Georgia Guidestones. It's all and you know we want to save the planet. Like, what, what's wrong with saving the planet? Like you know, but it goes into like you said that the symbols can be hijacked and utilized because the symbols go into our we understand them but they can be hijacked and used for other purposes yeah perfectly said no perfectly. we we know what you're talking about yeah good deal, good deal. yeah uh you know the the nato slogan is a mind unfettered by deliberation and that is a threat telling you we want to low jack your thinking and so you will be automatic in everything you do. Oh, yeah, I'm just being civil. I'm just being civil. Well, that's predictable. And now you're just going along to get along. And that's a mind unfettered by deliberation. So, yeah, we should all be thinking more for ourselves, more deliberation. That's power right there. But I want to give you this. So, yeah, LSD has its root in Basel, Switzerland, uh, all, where all these heads come from. I think some of the strongest civils, uh, excuse me, the strongest sibyls are still in place there. Uh and I think that the tunnels that come out of Switzerland are uh, are probably the uh, powerhouse of in terms of tunnels and dumps and underground stuff going on. The Sibyls are notorious for that underground uh, uh, motif all around. And I think they are signifying the fact that they are infiltrating our thoughts through language 
and literally being underground. And then I'll give you, I'll give you this. Uh, um, I believe that the name of the country Turkey is not Turkey the way we say it in America. It's actually Torque. And Torque signifies the torches that you're going to need to go into the tunnels under Turkey that go all the way, all throughout in all directions. And they, I've heard, they land in uh, Iceland and Scotland, all the way from Turkey. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, wait a second. All these countries have the word land at the end of them. Switzerland, Iceland. Disneyland with the tunnels, too. And guess what? The word land in reverse. This is the weirdest word I've ever tried to extract out of four letters. Denal. D-N-A-L is almost the word tunnel. Denal. 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 And all of these places are said to have tunnels underneath. So I'm more and more inclined to think that, again, with the language burrowing in our mind, possibilities we didn't think were there, I'm taking another turn in the tunnels of my thoughts, and I'm like, wow, all these places with the word land might be connected underground. Mm, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like Disneyland, they got the tunnels underground. Turkey, I think you even connected Turkey in your live stream to another word where the young Turks, the Turk, Turkey, there was something else too that you said. But here's Turkey's earthquake zone and it's the eye of Horus. I thought that That's was interesting. Cool. That is too cool. Look at that. So, uh, so that uh, you know, your thirty-six parallel goes through there, and my thirty-seven is just next door to your thirty-six. Man, that's a hot spot for our our parallels. Mm, yeah, there's a temple to Hades here. Uh, it's a it's the newer one. It's actually it's easy to get them confabulated because there's a longer standing temple to Hades, and there's a newer one. Um, and I don't. I'm not sure. Somebody wrote Oak Island and like Oakland. Oh, oh, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Tunnel. Tunnel. Oakland. That's so true. Good catch. So yeah, there's a temple to Hades here in uh, on the 37th parallel. That oh, is Hollywood Land. I'm sorry, but yeah, that's yeah. a good catch because that's what Hollywood was called, Hollywood Land. Oh, and they took it off. Right. Yeah, that sounds like they were covering something up. So yeah, uh, this uh, Temple to Hades is profound to me because the 37 degree parallel is the Mason-Dixon line. Um, so that has a civil war encode. And you know, your 36 and my 37, we have allowance to do that because of the rule of Kalel. <clears throat> to give or take one one degree, right? Yeah, I went on this rant. I'm like, oh, I'm 36 guy. And I'm sorry about that. I've I shouldn't have said anything no, about I that think, because oh, I. The more ears on the ground, the better. You know, you covered the thirty-six. I got the thirty-seven. We meet in the middle. We got all the all the bases. I just I went on. I got all in my ego, and I was like, <laughs> I'm thirty-six, and yeah. Well, you know, you know what? Since uh, since I started my thirty-seven journey, I found a lot of big thirty-sixes. Like the Strait of Gibraltar is more of a thirty-six than a thirty-seven. So you know, I'm giving myself leeway too. Uh, yeah, but there's something with the ley lines, and it's something I've been looking out for, and. This 218 code, I've really been looking into. If I could pull something up. Uh, oh, here, here's some stuff. Um, there's like a flight that just happened where the airplane, the window flew out. Nobody was sitting there, but it flew out. That goes into a lot of all the stuff we're building in America. 
the build back better stuff, all the stuff, nobody cares anymore. No one wants to work. Nobody is even intelligent enough to put in screws the correct way. So you're kind of seeing a, a declining culture of, uh, a world sort of ending, but that flight was one, two, eight. And I just see one, two, eight, two, but I see this one, two, eight everywhere. You take out the zero in numerology. So 1028, Matthew Perry's birthday, Julia Roberts birthday. I mean, uh, Matthew Perry died on 1028 and that movie that was all about both of them, uh, leave the world behind was released on 12, eight. And, this year of the dragon ends on January 28th, which is one, two, eight. Uh, so I, I'm seeing this all over the place. The, so the text message that was released was at two eighteen, and all over the news, we released it two minutes early. I think this is pointing to something, either the date Ani Asaru connected it, that Joe Biden's son passed away on 218 as well as he was the president who released this presidential alert 218 so that's february 18th can be a date so these numbers can get mixed around i mean i should even look into 812 but 218 area code is something i'm looking into because the area code hawaii they sent out their text alert at 808 a.m and at on 88 that's when Hawaii went up in the flames in the 808 area code. So I'm looking out for this area code, but also somebody in the comments pointed out the second state is the Keystone state, Pennsylvania, which I think that Joe Biden's from. And then there's the 18th state. So I'm looking out for those two as well. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I'm seriously... I'm so happy you're here. You're really kidding. Everybody, you got to go subscribe to Slick Dissonance channel. I'm going to drop his uh, link down below because you're really holding uh, this, this stream. <laughs> well, I appreciate it because I, I'm not on my game because I've been so out of it and sick. I haven't seen anybody. So like communicating has been it's like not easy for me at the moment. But I'm dropping his link. Make sure everybody go subscribe. Uh, right now, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, two one eight. It kind of pops off a bunch, like you said, a bunch of different ways. It could be like a world card and the strength card. Um, okay. Uh, or like you rearranged it, it could also be like the high priestess number two and the moon card is eighteen, and those kind of syncopate a little stronger with each other. They're both more of a feminine. Uh, and I'm thinking about uh. Is there a card connected to one, two, eight, just alone? Oh, right. Yeah. So if we do one, it would be Magi. Two would be High Priestess. And then eight would be the Strength card, uh, which is a little different in the Thoth deck. But yeah, Strength. So that would be like a Sagittarius, Capricorn, uh, Leo would be your three hits right there. Uh, which kind of do create, uh, it's like the, the dead of the winter versus the heat of the summer. But yeah, I love, I, when those numbers come to us, man, they like, they come at us for like a few days at a time. And then you think you put it away and then it comes at you again, 218 everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I'm always looking into stuff. I'm, I'm looking and like, I like the 
point out certain dates to look out for. Um, like how you have A24. I just broke down this movie, Aquaman and the Last Kingdom, and it ran for 124 minutes. And there's a scene about climate change in the Times 1124. So I, I think that these are little hints to events. Uh, so January 24th, it's the 24th day of the year. 24 is Omega. I'm looking out for this Omega event. 24 is X. You can see how like everything is connected when you look into these decodes. But I'm looking out for January 28th, which is 128 as well. A lot of strange stuff happens on this date. It's Rick Ross's birthday. Uh, and he's out in Miami. Okay. Yeah, so these you are know what? uh on the Aquaman uh resurgence um there is uh, you know one thing I've done with the Enneagram that I think is kind of unique uh is I've put the the Greek pantheon into personality types and okay. it's a, and it's a really gratifying fit um so number 3 personality type is uh, in some of the Gurchev circles, they also give planetary placements. And that was what guided me into finding the, whatever, the Greek character that would sit in that seat. And so number three is generally Neptune or Poseidon. And that's an achiever uh, with a shadow of deceit, you know, or a performer with a shadow of deceit, that number three personality type. But isn't that a, uh, in when they do planetary placements, it was Neptune that was recommended for the number three. So I've got that big fat trident sitting on a number three. The trident has three prongs to the fork. And they're telling us that the planetary association is Neptune, the planet. And so the Aquaman <clears throat> thing is going to have a strong three vibe. <clears throat> and then one of my weaves. I, so I also another separate project that just overlays onto the Greek pantheon in a fun way is I did characters on the world stage onto the Enneagram. And, and this one, I don't know his personality, but I'm seeing his cipher and his symbols landing on the three because uh, King Charles III, King Charles III is flashing like little finger symbols in his, uh, in his, po in his pictures with the number three kind of hanging out on his pants. Um, and his official cipher is a 93 RC um rex charles is his official cipher with the three hiding in the in the in the type and so he is uh, 93 is neptunium on the periodic table and so he is landing in this like throne of a of a quintessential powerhouse on the world stage for number three so i'm thinking aquaman and king charles have a very strong resonance okay that that's interesting and for people who don't know enneagram is a personality type Myers-Briggs is like the newer version, but this goes back to ancient Egypt or something. This is a super ancient personality type system. And when I was in Mexico, I got this uh, comic book and it had a little Enneagram symbol on it. I'll show it here in a minute, but yeah. Joseph. I've been, uh, ever since I turned on to the Enneagram, I'm a little self-conscious about it, but I see it all <clears throat> Place. it's so very useful <clears throat> yeah and yeah no it's uh it's it, and you know there's uh it's not i don't think it's satanic at all it's a personality thing uh there's christians richard Rohr, for example who uh use it and he's growing some fantastic books 
on uh, it, it's approved in a lot of uh, recovery literature and all that. So I've known about it and I'm a two. So I'm a people pleaser. So I always want to make everybody happy. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm over there often. I, I might be a generally a nine, but uh, I, I've, I've worked the two pretty strong. Yeah, so, the nine. You, I could see you being a nine because that's a Ivanka Trump is a nine as well. It's the peacemaker, the politician. Yeah, yeah. Always, always <clears throat> seeing it from everybody's perspective. <laughs> there's, yeah, that's why it's interesting. Is like you got Donald Trump, who's an eight, and the eight is the challenger, or it's like a Darth Vader type. Like you can feel their presence before they enter the room and that is darth vader they play the music dun 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 dun, dun before it um but yeah it go it goes deep though into yeah, some... and you know what let me let me take that one and knock it out of the park donald trump is darth ventilator okay darth ventilator all those ventilators and all everybody, we need more ventilators. His whole ventilator speech, and then he had a suicide speech. Darth <laughs> Vader was on a ventilator that was presaging the the lockdowns. Pardon me. Yeah, no, you're good. Presaging the fact that so many elders passed away uh, on ventilators. This trigger was set up before uh, the year I was born. This That movie came out the year I was born. It's, it's like almost custom made for us to grow up and have an incredible world changing event with this auditory. Remember, they drill into our head these uh, these symbols, these signs and these significances. And this and this is a parent who dies in the arms of its child. Think of how significant uh donald ventilator is now as a number eight wow and you know uh darth vader star wars in general was a very very and shout out to chan he finally took a crap he usually takes a crap when i'm live streaming so if you can hear <laughs> there, uh, darth vader the mythos of star wars being a you know all the different religions mixed into it, very theosophical as well. Even Darth Vader has the breastplate, the like priest breastplate that you were bringing up a little bit. Oh, Not exactly, but it's there. Yeah. And um, in the Kabbalah, there's Doth, right? The hidden Sethro, which is connected to the throat if you look at it through a, a body in a sense if you stack the yud hey yud uh hey how it makes a body it it could be the throat and darth vader's always speaking through the throat so i'm sure there's a ton of stuff with what you're bringing up how nobody can talk it's the throat yeah that's wild yes also um so there is a weird thread to the original uh, Gollum movie. Gollum, yeah, Lord Gollum. of the Rings. What's that? Lord of the Rings. Nope. The original one from like uh, maybe the 19, it might be the 1920s or 30s, 40s at the latest. It's very old. It's like predates um, uh, Metropolis even. And it has a character who is, it's the story of the Gollum, 
and it's a great movie it's so great uh i recommend it actually but that that golem had a face that resembles uh donald trump and it's no hair, and its hair resembles darth vader and okay. so if you take vader and you mix it with trump you get the original uh golem character uh and uh there was another there's another thread along the along the path in entertainment uh but oh there's also the helmet hair like donald's hair doesn't move so it's helmet it's sprayed down uh artificially uh sustained in place which is the swoosh of saturn here you go look at that look how that is like donald plus darth wow (laughs) the golem i'm gonna watch this it is so fascinating. And then the, the social engineering of it all really comes to light in a fascinating way. But um, the the NASA logo is called Worm Logo. And the word Worm Logo is an anagram for Our Golem. O-W-R, Golem, G-O-L-E-M, is Worm Logo. And the, and the Golem has worms or pipes, tubes that... Uh, connect his biceps he's like kind of wired together uh it's this is the proto space suit too wow i highly recommend this film it's uh it's entertaining in a, in a million ways yeah i'm checking this out tonight that's wild yeah i wouldn't i, would, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it well we we appear up on the three hour mark um, I want to respect your time. We got to bring you back on, you know, once I started the stream, I, I was like, man, I want to reach out to, to slick and Juan, um, because we did this amazing stream right here because Davos is starting tomorrow. Um, in the whole Brock and Spectre and all this, it's just been fabulous. Thank you so much yeah, for joining man. us. Yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah, you know Davos got its name from those Theosophics, and it's uh, it's the name of the meeting place of the nymphs, you know. And I like nymphs. I like nymphs. I got nothing against nymphs, but those are not nymphs. Those okay. are just something else getting together at the Davos meeting. Uh, and then I wanted to drop this because it's in my notes before I walk off. Yeah, for sure. Just kind of playing into the fact that they're subconsciously seeding us for uh, submission, you know. Obey Ma, Barack. Obey Ma. We got Joe Bay Din. Joe Bay Din and Obey Ma. They got the word Obey in both of their names. Mm. Uh, and that is a handoff from Obey One Kenobi. Because if you were a good Jedi, you would respect your elders who are named Obey. Ain't that something? All right. No, it's totally there because Obey is Obama's Obey. Um, the poster for change uh is the obey from that movie um they live so that totally connects and here's the world i guess i could show just a couple more slides but the world economic forum has got the 666 in it and it even spells out that word um as an anagram in there yes look at that right there in the open oh yeah brilliant catch dude yeah michael scott on twitter he's got a great uh twitter he posted that and i saw that i was like i gotta pull it up because they're bringing up all this x stuff right 24th letter for 2024 x 
and they did the Claude X, which came before the event 201. Um, you know, it's a topic can't really talk too much on here. Um, but something for everyone to look into because this is all stemming from Illuminati because you got John Hopkins, John Hopkins is skull and bones, skull and bones. Just look into them that you'll find a lot. Um, but if you go back to William Wundt, whose grandfather was a Illuminati member, he passed down the teachings to G Stanley Hall. And that got passed down to Daniel Coit Gilman, who's the president of John Hopkins. And that got passed down to where we're at today. But they're all studying philosophy, Hegel and all of that. So it, it goes even deeper into study. So there's just so much to learn. There's so much to learn. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. You know, that X, that X is going to be uh, huge. And I can summarize it very quickly. Uh, the World Economic Forum image that you had with the, with the you know, like a Russian roulette looking at you. That's so nefarious. A great catch. Uh, it looks yeah. like, uh, it looks like that. Yeah. It looks like a Russian roulette. Like yeah. Pistol. Like you're looking down a barrel of a gun. It's like totally in the N is pointing in your face. And <laughs> uh, R it's like, uh, that's a, that's the nurse. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but W E F is also um, the few. This is, they're hoping the few in reverse W E F is F E W. So they're hoping for the few to rule over the many. They're hoping for feudalism to help us uh, kill off each other for them. But that it's also more than any of that. It's the Wheel of Fortune card. Um, and uh, the Wheel of Fortune card is card number 10, which makes the X. And a big reveal on the X that we've been programmed since our elders many generations past. X is, of course, completion. Uh, I love the eclipse thing. That's going to be huge. And uh when that happens, uh, that's the biggest, one of the biggest X's there are, but it also signifies Deus Ex Mechina. And that is uh, a Greek theatrical gimmick where you come to the conclusion, the end of the night, 10 o'clock, you start getting sleepy. It's time for bed. It's time for some resolution. So you can go and get reprieve and uh, have some dreams uh, to, so you can commune with your, whatever your journey on the other side every night. So, the X is a God machine that is lowered down with a crane. And I think the crane is actually, uh, you know, everybody's looking at the, this hand, but the crane is where the magic is at because the crane is how you build civilizations. It's how you have civility. And the, so uh, civic design <laughs> depends on the crane to be the bringer of a community, temples, buildings, sacred locations. So even the crane, like the, you know, Thoth is considered uh, an ibis and the, the crane, the stork brings the babies. All of these things have deified the machine that drops things from above. And so that is the weight of the mechanics of the social engineering that has been baked into a single letter. And number X is also 24th letter. That's completion of the day is 24 hours and 24 boils down to the six when you reduce it so there's another six code and when you take this six and you get another six you get you crisscross them and you get the uh the eclipse pattern going back to the cat williams symbol from the very beginning mm. so that's wow. almost, that's almost a double x six and six 
Uh, X wow. and six are very uh, strongly connected to each other. It's very, it's very sexy. The six and the X. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been a sexy live stream, everybody. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I got everyone's links down below. I'll add in wands and slicks, and that, that this was awesome. We're gonna have to definitely bring you back on. Make sure you smash the like button and share this video out. Share it out. Get it out there into the world because this is amazing info. And let's definitely um, chat because Davos will be going on and there's a lot more I need to write down and have questionnaire uh, ready for you. So thank you, everybody. Much love and God bless y'all. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.